podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us. This is uh, Season 18, Episode 15 of Happy Church RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Jib. Stork. And I'm Kimmy. And, uh, oh, where's my thing? We're super well prepared, as well, always. But we started on time. We totally started on time. Aren't you proud of us? On I'm time. so excited. I forgot to tweet. Did you tweet? I can do it. Okay. In this episode, Desiree from South Carolina needs help with a very argumentative player. Argumentative player. Yes. I got it right. Good job. Dave. Drink another beer. It'll be easier. You uh, did you put game? the beers in front of you? What? You... Okay. They don't show. Okay. They're being hidden by my Chiron. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dave from South Chicago writes in regarding romance Ooh. in games and some advice for a teen GM. Ooh. Jim Toe writes... To send us some feedback and shit. You know what? It's good to hear from Jim Toe again. One Is your mic on? One of the originals. It's right here. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. One of the originals. He's, he's been yes. around forever. Yeah, he's, since yeah, like, like season two or something. Maybe even season one, I think Could he wrote be. in. One of the very first people. So Could Jim be. Toe, good to see you back. Uh, Zoom Farg wants to know how to adult. Mm-hmm. Later. Um, Lee sends us a horror story entitled The Prisoner Dilemma. And Drail88 writes in with a horror story. Or is it a success story? Hmm. Um, but first, if you'd like to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, happyjacksrpg, all one word. And also on Instagram with the same username, happyjacksrpg, all one word. All one word is actually not part of the username. <laughs> Thank uh, you for explaining that. Yes. I was if you type in happyjacks, all one word, Backspace. you won't find us. No. Although now we should probably just, you know, just to be safe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so. At happyjacks.org slash live. Yeah. So and that will squatting. take you happy to wherever right you want to go. Right, right now. now. Yeah, so some, some of you are. All one word domain. Right, there are. There are people in the chat room mm-hmm. at this moment. Huzzah. Did you get the. I, that, that's the I'll thing. I'll send you Okay, yeah. right. Um, also, uh, let's see. Oh, we have a listener survey coming up. Well, it's going on right now. And this is probably the last week I'll leave it open. Happyjacks.org slash survey 17. Happyjacks.org slash survey 17. Or if you just go to happyjacks.org, there's a little thing at the very top that says, take our listener survey. Right. And that will, that will probably shut down in about a week. Uh, getting please, lots of information. Yeah, the show yeah. has already changed. Please the show take has it. already changed. It, it, it's, not, it's not a vanity thing. We're actually trying to tailor the show. And, headphones. And headphones. <laughs> very loud in my ears, by What's the way. Uh, let's see. You are this one. Is that better? That's me. Yeah. That's you? Yeah. Oh, you this would be you, then. Oh, see, so you're using the headphones I was using last week. I'm kind of deaf. Yeah. <laughs> Gina says I am. But no. Yeah. It's different. Fe- different. February 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th, Orcon 2017. We'll be at the LAX Hilton Hotel for four days of gaming. And also on Saturday, February... No. Yeah, Saturday, February 18th, we'll do a live show there. You have been warned. Yeah. Um, I already registered my game. I'm so proud of myself. The I'm deadline's like, like today. in a couple hours. Yeah. No, yesterday. A whole... 33 hours before the deadline. I'm running nothing. You have doubled really? the amount of let time you've given games. yourself, Kimmy. No? Nope. Just I, will, I will have Hero Games... Here, what is it called? Hero, Hero, Hero Kids. Kids. Hero Kids prepped. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to put it on the schedule. I'm going to take the kids and go play games with them. Nice. That's so awesome. If I, if I have That's to, really I'll go, cool. to, go to... What's his name? Um, 
Jim Sandoval. Tomer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tomer. And, All right. And demand games on demand. There you go. <laughs> we demand that you run this for us. <laughs> yes. Yes. We demand games. You probably should give Allie that job because she's much more. She good is at that. demandy pants. Yeah. And very personable. Oh, yeah. Yes, she is. Uh, also on February 10th. Which is in two weeks. Two weeks. Um, Jim Sandoval and a member of the StrategyCon board will be here to answer questions and take suggestions about the StrategyCon conventions. So if you run a convention and you want to hear people who've been running conventions for a long time, and three of them a year. And that's the thing I was going to say. Uh, some people find the, the us harping on conventions about boring. Yes. But this is about Violation the, of the running of convention, uh, maintaining <laughs> a convention... Uh, if you have any questions about anything like that, these guys are here to answer it. They've yeah. been doing it for a while. They actually have, they're, and they're cool people. Yeah. And it will, it, it will be interesting. I don't know if we're going to do a regular show that mm-hmm. d- night or not. We might have, take a few, do a few emails. I don't know. We're actually the email backlog is starting to thin slightly. Ah, yeah. so send emails. And maybe, uh, maybe you can do what Kimmy does with the hot seat. Set up a little uh, question. Uh, form that people, if anybody, good idea. Has, I like that. Yeah. Questions about oh, we have how, you know about running It's a brilliant and idea. And then, uh, then you have some questions to ask. Oh, them. we had a section of the forum that was specifically for that purpose. For strategic con? No, no. For for, que- for questions and topics and things like yes, that. Yes, there's a topic suggestion, but I'll put I'll start a thread. Yeah, yeah makes them. sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Please help, argumentative player from Desiree in South Carolina. I'm not argumentative. Dear I'm happy, happy. J- until I try to skip time. What? <laughs> what? I, I didn't no, argue about I want to be the same character. I don't want to be a different character. <clears throat> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You I want XP. I took a dump. Are you keeping accurate <laughs> records of your time? You no. No, we're not running a meaningful campaign. My <laughs> husband. <laughs> my. That's Gygax quote, by the way. You can go look that up yes, in the DMG. It's true. Original. First and it's edition. still funny. It did it to me. I didn't know. <laughs> My husband introduced me to the hobby about a year ago. He's been exclusively running the games for our group of several for several years, and he was desperately wanting to wanting a break so that he could play for once. So, being the loving wife I am, I stepped up to the plate and found a pre-written Pathfinder campaign that I was comfortable running, although after listening to you guys all the time, I wanted to make up my own story someday and run it. Okay, Do first it. of all, rock on I wish my loving wife would step up and GM me in a game someday. <laughs> I mean, a little role playing in our life would be great. She would kill you. A lot of role playing. <laughs> what? Why are you guys looking at me? <laughs> what? It's fine. We already guessed. It's right. The Nazi what? suit suit and the riding crop don't count. How do you know? Don't ask. Oh. We prowl through your closet when you're not. Oh no. <laughs> We're just looking. We just took a few photos <laughs> you know, for later, <laughs> just in case we need a favor someday. Right. <laughs> now I come to my problem. Yeah. I am desperately in need of advice. Mm-hmm. I have one player in my group who is extremely argumentative. <clears throat> if there isn't a hard and fast rule for it, he argues, even if it won't affect his character. The game has a few mechanics that are purely to set the atmosphere and give some challenges to the PCs. They are in a town that is in the middle of the summer, but a pocket of unusual winter weather appeared in the woods to the south. The PCs have to roll fortitude saves every hour to endure the cold temperatures, and they're all dressed in clothing that gives them a better chance to survive. But when they wanted to camp instead of heading back to town, he argued that the fire by itself, with no tents or sleeping rolls would provide cover from the elements. 
I allowed him to roll survival and add a bonus from that to their saves. He wouldn't let it go even when other players were okay with it. The worst part, you guys, he's playing a winter witch who has a constant effect that functions as an endure elements from cold temperatures. So he doesn't even have to worry about the mechanics at all! (laughs) He's just being... Oh, no. All the other players helped me smooth this over, and I tried to explain the adventure... explain the adventures. We're going to provide you a solution to camping in the cold soon. We had a similar thing in the D&D game when you guys got down into the depths and it got colder and colder. And one of the things that you guys acquired on the way was the stuff you would need to do that. So they decided to pack up and trek back to town. Now, I'd like to add, I hand-waved the two-hour walk back to town, along with the two-hour walk back to where they left off the next day. You probably should. So the party suffered no penalties. For the remainder of the night, I didn't have anyone roll a fort save. And he continued to troll forums to find a rule to win this argument. Occasionally reading selections to the table. (laughs) I ended it with a, I'll have a better answer uh, on the fire and cover next session for you. For now, you will most likely end the session before it would come up again. Anyway. Also. I'll figure it out. Well played. I gotta say, well played. Sorry, I'm playing with my nose. It's not a Coke habit. My allergies are starting to kill me because we've had like 35,000 inches of rain in the last month, and now all of the pollen is growing back. Last Sunday? Yes. The one Okay, it's a Coke habit. What? The 110 flooded. <laughs> That's why you're losing so much weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is totally, is going to be, the places right. are meaningless, but like a three mile stretch of the 110 totally flooded. How deep? Impassable. Like they shut it down. Yeah, um, it doesn't mean it can. I know that going that going around <laughs> it, I had to drive through water that was up to my axles. Oh, now aren't you from a place that floods regularly? Well, yeah, that's why I wouldn't. That's I personally wasn't worried about it. Of course, you're not there anymore. Which no, one of the reasons you left, yeah. No, that's not the reason I left. Sarita's so like, oh no, California had weather. I know, right? Oh. We had something oh, besides, you know, Well, for everyone sunshine. but L.A., apparently, the drought is over. We have, well, we had eight days of rain. It's apparently ended five years no, of drought. No, Cal- in Northern California, there were par- Southern well, California. Southern California, California still has problems. Yeah. Northern California, the snowpack is great and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the mountains look lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the white-capped mountains. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the neat. mountains look lovely. You can actually see them now. There's no smog and there's, there's snow on them. Yeah, it got all got washed away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the next, the next. They're saying it's it, a little quiet. Is it a little quiet? A little quiet. Check one, two. All yeah. right. All right. I'm gonna turn it up here. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it is. Check one, two. Check one, two. No, that's not doing it. Be careful. Which check one, for. two. Everyone laugh loud. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that peaked. All right. All right. They can tell me if that's a little better. Okay. Uh, where was I? Uh, the next in-game day, the players come to a frozen creek. The ice elementals are trying to draw them into the water, so obviously it must be dangerous. I even tell them to tread carefully. If you want to run across, roll an acrobatics check. If you would, if you want to go across the water slowly, go square by square. Mm. And that's fair. It's Pathfinder. Yeah. Yep. So they all know that the chances are there... Chances are there are probably patches of ice 
that are probably dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's so weird they have ice on the ground in places. Weird. Um, I had ice in my car this week. Uh, so did I, I didn't know what to do. I sat there and just kind I of ran. I do you own an ice scraper? No. I don't own an ice scraper. <laughs> I sat there. I just kept running the water in the windshield until it so, melted a little bit. So for the rare occasion that you get ice on your windshield yeah. and, and you don't have an ice scraper, um, an card. old credit card yep. works perfectly for I finally this found a ruler. Or like a, a membership card for something that's oh, like, you know. Don't use sad. metal. I discovered that the don't hard way metal. when I lived in La Mirada. Mm-hmm. Don't use metal. It will scratch, it. It will scratch oh. your windshield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's metal. that's a you used a metal ruler. That's like a thousand dollar. No, repair. it was a, it was a wood ruler, but it had the little metal edge. I don't know if it's correct. I don't. I haven't noticed it, so I'm just gonna not look. It'll be fine. Credit card. It's fine. Credit card. Okay. Credit card. It's fine. Okay. Well, next time. So when we have ice again in five years, in, I'll in thirty-five that. years. Yes. yes. You know. During the next ice age, when we have ice again, <laughs> forty days. Uh, when, uh, well, he was a winter witch, and not having to bother with cold, goes first with a rope tied around his waist. He stepped on one bad piece of ice, passed his reflex save, and is fine. When his girlfriend's turn comes, uh, she has her half-orc barbarian hold onto the rope and begin her track across the creek, slowly moving square by square. I told her to roll a reflex save. He stops everything, takes control of her character, and has it make it safely across the water by following his exact route, minus the last step, where he found the weak ice. If you can't guess already, an argument happens. I calm, I calmly, after much inward debate with myself, say that from here forward, if I tell a player to make a save, it's too late to take it back. My husband and our one online player join in saying that they agree with me. He says that that if... He knew she was going to do it wrong. He would have stopped her before she did it. Mm. And his character would have called out to her, don't step there, go exactly the way I went. And the rest of us tell him, well, you, you might have to, you might have, but you didn't do anything until she was told to roll her save. His girlfriend joins in asking me if I told her to roll a save. And before I can answer, the whole table tells her, I did. I let it go for this instance, but ended it with, if I call for a save, it's too late to rethink your character's position. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, or warn them. Say, okay, well, you can go that way if you want, but you're going to have to make a save every you know, three mm-hmm. squares or whatever. This guy is my husband's best friend since high school. So they have 18 years of friendship, mm. and I think he's a great guy. But, as a player, he's hard to work with. <laughs> I ended up foregoing all the cool mechanics I had left for the rest of the night to stop the game to stop the game halting arguments. This all happened during my first session as GM. Oh, I'm sorry. And they weren't the only arguments, just the biggest. Wow. I'm sorry. So, with a year worth of campaign in front of me, I want to find a way to deal with my argumentative player as best as possible and to stop having <laughs> 30 minutes worth of arguments mid-game. If you have 30 minutes worth of arguments in a Pathfinder or a D&D game, you don't have time for combat. No. no. Um, <laughs> please help me, Happy Jacks. Thank you, Desiree from South Carolina. P.S. Take a drink. Yep. Yay. Aww. First of all, Desiree, here's to you, because... Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Oh, sent from my iPhone. You stepped up, you're running a game, yeah. and, and you are dealing Yay. with absolute adversity. 
please do not let this throw you off. Hey. Please do not let this turn you off to get jamming. Please. You're our yep. hero. Yes. First we are off, totally. Desiree, you're doing it right. Yeah. yeah. Okay? It's this dick bag yeah. that's doing it wrong. Yeah. Bad and, dick bad. Um, well, the, let's not... Let's not name call because I, I have I have some excuses for him. But go ahead. Um, no, I have no excuses for him. He's a, control, he he's a, a controlling tort. He might be a bag of dicks. He it's might possible. Be. We don't know. We for don't. Sure. He, he, he is a he is a, a a controlling twit. I think there's some other stuff going on there. But go he ahead. He not only is I'm, trying to bully the GM and control the game and the table. He's bullying his own girlfriend and. Controlling her character when she mm-hmm. does something other than what he thinks she should. No, no, wait. I think it's the guy is her husband's best friend. Mm-hmm. Right. The guy is her yeah. husband's best friend. Right. There's another player who's playing a half orc who's yeah. the guy's girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Right. And he there's took control. Four, of, it sounds like there's four players at the table players. and, and one remote. All yes. in the roommate in romances together. Yeah. Not all. But Not all. No, but two, two. two. Well, maybe. You never know. Yeah, Maybe there's a bromance going on. Never know. No, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's taking right, but he's taking control of her character when she doesn't do what he thinks she should. Right. So he is a he is a dick bag. Why do they get into combat and the monster hits? Right. right. <gasps> What's going to happen then? I'm going to roll damage. <laughs> Or when, or when you know she decides to attack the wrong bad guy that he doesn't want her to attack, right. or the bad guys do something tactically sound that you know makes perfect sense, right. but it that puts the, him in a bad position. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm afraid that my advice here is that the next time he even starts to speak, you say, "Shut your pie hole. Stop talking. You're done. Go on and and just maybe not." Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I think I think to take him aside and talk to him. You're right. such a teacher. <laughs> I, I would talk to him privately and say, "Okay, this is my first time GMing, and you are not making it fun for me. I oh. want to do this because I enjoy doing this, and I think I might be good at it. Maybe not right away, but someday. But what you're doing is not encouraging me to continue. That's good. The now, if he if he has any humanity at all, he'll go, oh. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was doing that. Because most people who do crap like this, most of them, mm-hmm. don't realize they're 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 pushing boundaries That's, beyond what they. Th- and that they was going to be my point. I was going to wait till you guys are so much nicer. I was going to wait till you guys got through this, and <laughs> I, I have some thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Now, I I I totally agree. Yeah, you know, this is take him aside, have a, an adult conversation, say, look, God, dude. No, often they don't work. No, and they, they don't. It may and it may not work. At which point you may have to assert your authority. Yeah. yeah but once you've done, I think once you've d- done that, the, the 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 game, the dynamic at the table is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to be all fun and games anymore. Right. I think it's, it's really. It's, it's not all fun and games now. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're right, and maybe that will help. But I think doing it privately. I think if you do it in front of people, yeah. it's, it's going it's to react. I, I think this crux of the biscuit is that he is. Uh, there's some ego involved. There's uh, there's relationships involved. There's history involved. Uh, he's not feeling directly threatened by you, and yet, but but he's still a guy. He's got his girlfriend he wants to impress. He's got his friend he wants to impress, 
And whether he knows it or not, well, this, he is overcompensating this, and being a control freak. These about guys it. are in their mid to late thirties. I, I if, I'm, if I'm calculating, unless it, they graduated from high school oh, at it, twelve, it doesn't matter. I know fifty-year-olds that still behave like children yeah. when it comes to trying to impress people. They don't understand they're doing it. I'm reminded of you guys ever play yeah, little league sports? Yeah, you can be that age and be totally. Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> you ever do little league sports? No. You remember, yes. the, you remember yes. the dad that would shout at their kid? Like from behind the, the, the bleachers, or, or because because they don't want to be embarrassed by their kid, huh? right? They're so invested in their kid succeeding that they don't realize that they're being a complete and total douchebag, and they have to have umpires go and say, "You need to calm down." And when they can't do it, they're they're told to leave the game. Well, they, most of the little league stuff now has very strict rules about that kind of crap, right? Yeah. But it still doesn't stop it because these people don't know they're doing it and they just jump in. I have a feeling that that's kind of what's going on with this guy. He can't help himself. He's I hope so. He's, he's not necessarily threatened by right. by you, Desiree, but he is he's, maybe. Who yeah, knows? no, I mean, that's uh, absolutely a possibility. But there's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's something going on. He's he is uh, whether he knows it or not. Asserting a certain male dominance that is a, a terrible thing to behold, and it's and if that's the case, kill his not, character. I, I have a no. Don't yeah. kill his character. He's kill he's, he's, he's he's. I'm just kidding. I, I I don't deal well with misogyny. I'm sorry. I, I, well, I don't either. But I would. There's a question that just leapt into my mind, and that is, did he do this sort of thing when her husband was running the game? Well, that's, that's what question. I'm thinking. I don't yeah. think he did. And if he's not, that's a very good question. Yeah. And if he didn't. Because reading between the lines, I'm then getting take Sir didn't. Guido's advice, which was to f him in the ear with a corkscrew. No, <laughs> maybe not quite that. Just kill his character. It'll be he's fine. he's he is being he's being jammed by a woman for the first time. Uh, his his best friend's wife, his girlfriend is there as well, and he is whether he knows it or not being a male douchebag. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, how then, how would you say? Then, no douchebag. Okay. Then somebody. Then somebody, and I'm not speaking literally here, but somebody needs to stomp on him. Yeah. There's some territorialism going on. There's some threat. He's feeling his ego is feeling threatened, and he may not even know that it is. And it might be the kind of thing like, I, I'm just, dude, am I, am I okay. stepping on your dick? As 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 a a 21st century grown up adult human I, male. Yes. Okay. I have zero patience for that, and I don't care why. I don't care why he's feeling threatened. I don't care. I do too. Grow the fuck up. I do too. And then I caught myself doing it the other day. I was suddenly threatened by some other person saying something, and I stepped in. I'm like, oh my god, I'm. You're that guy. I was that guy. guy. Well, but it was it was a work situation, and there was some like uh, power struggle where one I I said, you know, uh, we have these people that. Oh, this isn't going to come out wrong. Never mind. Uh, but but I said, uh, I'll, I'll go talk to him soon. And then he jumped up and said, hey, can you come over here and do this? And I'm like, all right, technically I'm your boss. And, I'm, hmm. and I, I, I got butthurt for a split second. I went, wait a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and all that was was pure ego. It had nothing to do with, well, it had to do with status and pay and all that. And where, where, where we all fall in the way. But it, but it had to do with uh, a personal dynamic. Really, it was me choosing to be butthurt or not be butthurt. Right. His, that's always what and, all of this that's is. That's what this yeah. boils what down you to. you decide to do with what happens. So what it boils down to is he's feeling threatened and hurt, and he may not even know it. Well, yeah, and I mean, part of that, if he's not choosing to be an adult, um, well, but you, need, you can treat him with it like, like a kid and just not have the conversation. Be like, oh, well, next time you cross an ice pond, then you can make that decision. And then move on. And if he keeps arguing about it, be like, 
well, we have this next part of the adventure. We can wait for you. Do you want to keep talking about this? Because we can go on to the next part of the adventure. She's been un- incredibly diplomatic already. She, In fact, she has she's been already amazingly diplomatic. She could probably use the mom voice and just shut him down because that uh, everybody well, responds to that. Who knows? She may right, not, yeah. but but all that? women have it. Uh, I but <laughs> but I, I think that's a way of just saying, like, without being diplomatic, it's not necessarily being nice. It's just like being. It's like when your kids like want the the candy in the grocery store, and you're like, you can sit there and throw yourself on the ground as long as you like. You're still not getting the candy bar, yeah. and you just kind of wait for them, and you're I, not going to change your decision. Many, many I years like to ago. walk away and go complain to the manager. There's a kid over in aisle four <laughs> laying on the ground. Did the screaming. same thing. Yeah, turn your own kid in, right? <laughs> I, no, I did. I did. I, I'm, I'm going to tell a story on somebody you like. <laughs> um, go for it. Many many years ago, my eldest daughter mm-hmm. Hannah, who is now who is now 28, yeah. But at the time, she was three. Mm-hmm. And something happened. I don't even remember what it was. You know, she listens she, to this podcast. No, she doesn't. Yeah. She's, she's working right now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, she's, she throws an ever-loving hissy fit in the, in the middle, just temper tantrum, in the middle of the living room. I literally stood up, stepped over her, and walked out of the room. Yeah. When I hit the door, the room was silent behind yeah. me. Yeah, it's totally a lot of it's for attention. It is. So I feel like there's like some lessons to be learned there. Like... Like, try the adult conversation. Since he's not acting like an adult, it, it might not work. It, <laughs> it may very well not right. work. We're, we're talking about broken toys with the rest of development. Yeah. They're so, stuck at 15. Yeah, so then... They can never they move beyond. Especially during, well, and there's people who can do it at other times. Like, there, I have I have people I know who I love outside of... Not at this table. There are people and other things that I, I love. She don't love anyone here. I'm no. right here, <laughs> I know. Amy. But then at the table, up on us. like I've, I've had games where I've not stopped playing the game because like I couldn't stand a person at the table who sure. I'm totally fine with away from the table. Yeah, right. So this could be like his exactly separate it. personality that comes out at his thing, which is gaming. So that's when you pull out the hey, you're throwing a temper tantrum. All right, so you didn't say you were doing that. We're not going to retcon it because that's not fair to everybody. So next time you cross ice, remember this moment. Okay. I I, I, I watched a game. It's a Happy Jacks game where somebody was uh, constantly looking through the book and trying to correct the, uh, the GMU as you were gaming, and and it wasn't that you don't know, and it wasn't, a, and I don't even know if it was particularly threatened. I don't even know if he knew what he was doing. Gerps. I'm not going to say who it was. <laughs> or I'm trying to keep this vague in general. Right. But the but the point being that sometimes it's just a way to seem smart. And a yeah. way to, and a way to, like, because he's he's a, surrounded by women and people that he respects, and he wants to be respected. So he may not even know it. What he's doing is trying to seem smart, but he isn't. Mm-hmm. And you have you are doing all the right things. Yeah, that, I think what you need to do is re- is remind yourself that he's probably got arrested development. He's stuck at fifteen, maybe sixteen, mm-hmm. and just treat it that way. It seems like everybody else in the game. Knows that you've already gone through this. They all said, "Yes, shut up." So they're already right. on your side. That the rest of the tables, the rest of the tables with you. Right. The rest of the table knows that what you're doing. You're doing the right. You're things. doing the right thing. So in some manner, and I'm not. Again, I'm not speaking literally, but yeah. in in some manner, you need to roll up a newspaper and smack him on the nose because mm-hmm. th- that's what he needs. I, I think I, I think you could do more if, if you talk to him and he do, and he it won't change. Which he probably, prob- probably won't. He yeah. probably doesn't. Yeah. I think your best tactic is to use peer pressure. Yeah, is to make sure sh- is to have the same conversation and you yeah. had with him, have with everyone else. Look, yeah, this is the first time I'm trying to GM. Yeah, I want to do a good job. I want to do this more. I'm enjoying well, it. I want to be good at it. There, this is not fun because of the arguments. 
and get all, they're they're on her side already, but yeah. really get them on her side right. to the point where so help me out when this guy starts doing this and let's all shut him down. Yeah, Th- this is exactly why I advocated say something at the table. Yeah, I wouldn't do that first. No, I wouldn't do that first. That's this is when you pull your husband aside and you're like, "Honey, I was having a really good time jamming, and now I'm feeling really crappy about it. And maybe I just shouldn't do this. Maybe I'm horrible at this. Honey, do you think I'm horrible at this? Oh my God, my my wife does it to me all the time. Do you mean she's not being genuine when she does that voice? Hopefully my husband's not watching right now. But Do you see the pain in my face right <laughs> yeah. now? I was married to that for 24 years. I know years. that. But you can also probably, I mean, in addition to you talking to him yourself, as part of getting the the peer pressure on, which your friend, his, your husband, who happens to be his friend of 18 years, if he's like, dude, you're being a dick to my wife. Yeah. That's, that's the slippery slope I want to be careful well, of. That, because that may... Fix it. Too. It yeah. could. It could, but it could also make it worse. I mean, I don't think he knows he's being that dick. I really don't. I and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's he's being his reptile brain is up and looking around and it's feeling territorial and he doesn't even understand or know and, that it's happening. And that's the difference between us. I guess I don't care. Yeah. I, I know you don't. And and we at least have, have the tools to recognize when it's happening. Right. Um and and she has the tools to recognize it's happening. In fact, everybody else at the table yeah. knows it's happening. Yeah. It's right. this poor guy that doesn't know what's happening. Uh, there is no, there's no magic bullet. Well, no. uh, you could shoot him. <laughs> don't, I, I, mean, don't do I wouldn't add. It is South Carolina. That would that solve. That it. might be illegal. It, it could, could be. <laughs> could be. But, but if it was Texas, we'd have it covered because then you, you've got three people at the table. All you need is three people to say he needed killing. You're good. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, he needed killing. I didn't. It was supposed to be a joke, but now Wouldn't that we're talking up. about it, it's, uh, it could be a viable. Yeah, but if you add a G to the end of killing, then it's it doesn't count. No. It doesn't count it. in it Texas. Stops, yeah. No, then it's murder. <laughs> then it's murder. Then it's murder. <laughs> and that's illegal, even in Texas. <laughs> Seriously, these talks are hard to have. This is a complicated issue. I'm I'm thinking his ego and his reptile brain is completely going over overboard. He and doesn't you know, even understand. You really what he's doing. don't know. I she might be know. laughing at us about the adult conversation yeah, com- because she might say, yeah. "Okay, you don't know this guy," yeah, this and guy. you really don't know how someone's going to react to that unless you mm-hmm. know, see them face to face and know them. Yeah, and you can right. know if you can have a conversation someone with someone like that, and it's going to work out well or it's not. You just, just because you know them, mm-hmm. right? So that may may not even work. But. That's why I'm going to put him in the in the classification of the over enthusiastic little league dad. He's the one shouting for the bleachers. He's the one berating his kid. We went through that. This, this is a very personal story. I will share this with you. I was in Little League one day. Really? For a while. This is why I don't do sports. This is why you keep this bringing up Little League. Like, sports. I will now tell the story. <laughs> okay. Uh, sports? There, there was a, not well, not anymore. There was a dad uh, who, who uh, his son was you know, tall and lanky and stuff and actually had some skills and stuff. And he was, he was up to bat. <laughs> It wasn't me. Actually, no, it's true. It wasn't me. I was actually next up to bat, and I watched his dad behave like an asshole. Oh. So his dad was literally behind the cage going, all right, all right, go for it, go for it. Take a swing, take a swing, swing. And this is Little League. And he was, was like, all worked up. He was. He was. Right. He was like, and so the, the, the kids won, and then it, and he missed, and now he's starting to cry because his dad is yelling at him, and there's tears streaming down his eyes, and he can't see the ball, and he That's swings and misses. Worst. And I'm standing there, and his dad shouts him down, we went through this all weekend. Why can't you hit the ball? And Finally, the coach goes, you need to sit down. I, yeah, look, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we went through this. And I watched this guy. He didn't even know yeah. 
that that was inappropriate until people pulled him away. But but it, part of his brain knew he was being inappropriate. He yeah. couldn't help himself. He even said, I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. And he yelled at his child so much that his child was crying. He was like, no, his child can't hit the ball. So I come up next, right, and bases are loaded, and I'm like, and failed. But, you know, after all of that, uh, you know... What, your dad what, what ah, 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 <laughs> That's my boy. My dad wasn't there. Uh, when <laughs> I None was, of my family was there. We yeah. had to go in with my friends. But, yeah. but my point being, mm-hmm. this guy was so enthusiastic and so invested that he didn't know what he was doing was wrong. Well, no, he did know what he was doing was wrong, but he just couldn't help part, himself. Part of his brain just overrode He thought he was. could get away with it because he was the kid's dad. No, it wasn't even that simple. It's I don't not, think... It, 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 it just overrode. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and that... Uh, stop... Stop... Using caffeine, and then go to therapy. <laughs> okay, because I've been I've yeah. been in those situations. You had issues. I've been in those situations. When and those things help. When I was coaching ice hockey years ago, um, I would have a meeting at the beginning of the season with the with the kids and with their parents. That's and right. You were a coach. That's right. That yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this meeting, I would have the players all sit down in the front on the floor. And then the parents are in chairs behind me. Mm-hmm. I said, and I said, okay. First thing I want to address is is every people's roles on the team. Mm-hmm. Okay, their job is to do what I ask them to do, and to play as hard as as they possibly can every second we're on the ice, no matter what. Okay, your job, mm-hmm. all of you guys back there, deliver them to me in a good mood. Yeah, ready to play. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. Because if you deliver them to me miserable and unhappy, they are not going to be able to play. One well. second. There's a box of them near there. Just give Ooh. me one of the warm ones. <laughs> um, I had one dad, father of a goaltender that I had, and he would stand at the boards behind his kid's crease, yeah. glaring at him the whole time. Yeah. And then at the end of the period... He would want his kid to go over to the gate and, and get yelled at by him rather than come over and talk to me. And I, after about two games of this, I caught his dad after practice when I said, look, here's the deal. I need you to go up to the stands and sit in the stands mm-hmm. during game time. What you do when you're at home, I can't control. Yeah. I said, but I need him focused on what I need him to do. And he was like, stop. Yeah. I'm not interested in why. Yeah. I don't care why. Okay. This is what I need. Yeah. That makes perfect sense, and that's what you have to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I went all the way over there for a beer. You brought me three, and I brought you three because because you're my god. There you go. And I left one over there. Thank you. Uh, I got you back. Thank you. <laughs> but um, we, we we wandered a bit far afield here. We wandered a bit far afield, but what we're talking about is dealing boundaries. with people who can't. Respect boundaries and can't respect positions. Yeah. And, and he he might be getting wound up and mm-hmm. go, get into like a feedback loop mm-hmm. of his possible. own anxiety. And, Who and, knows? You know, you may you may luck up and be able to go. Hey, dude, 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 calm down. Yeah. You know, we've chill known, out. We've known each other for eighteen years. Come you know, on. it's it's a it's a game. First off, it's a game. It's my first game. You're not helping yeah. me here. I need yeah. you to help me here. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me what to do. I just need you to help me by by back in my play, back what I'm doing. Right. And. You know, then if we have a di- have a disconnect, we can talk about it away from the game. But you know, you may look up, and that may work. Mm-hmm. You may have to you may have to tell the entire table, look, hey everybody, I need your help. This is my first time. 
and I'm learning how to do this. I need your help. I need you to back stop, back me up with right. what I'm doing here. Yeah. And, and they already are. I mean, and all the rest of them already are. But when you say that to the entire table, yeah, that's true. He's going to have a very hard time justifying why he doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think he's doing it maliciously. I truly don't. I, I think. That, I think. That's well, well, well thought he, out and said. He might, he might. Who knows? I mean, we can't. It's, it's impossible yeah, yeah. to yeah, really we know. Yeah, we can't. And true. if that and none of us are qualified work. to psycho, psychoanalyze him. No, but. no, no. But if that doesn't work, you keep a baseball bat wrapped with concertina wire behind the behind the GM screen. Yeah. Good. <laughs> How many times have you used? Whack! So, <laughs> so eyeball pops out. It's great. Yeah. So oh, your eye pops uh, out. <laughs> so before ah, the scroll chat room. Um, so before we move on, I wanted to make sure that we mention that we have a Dritzmas exchange happening that has started on the forum. Yes, Sir Guido started it. Oh, um, no. And so, uh, February 18th is Dritzmas. Yes. So February yeah. 1st, I believe, is the deadline. Tell me in the chat room. Um, or something. And they've um, got a, they've so got go a to the forum. Gmail address to use. And I'm going to tell everybody right now, Amazon is all out of, of matched scimitars. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Um, so anyway, don't forget about the exchange. If you're interested, email dritzmas at gmail.com. There's also a thread on the forums about it if you have more questions. Um, I think it's like a, a $20 max for spending. And on February 1st, Sir Guido, or, uh, uh, February 1st we'll, uh, after that, Sir Guido will send out the little forms. You fill out, hey... I like chocolate and ponies and whatever. And I then see. They so, send it so it's like a it's like a Secret Santa. Santa. Yeah, okay. except Christmas. Right. So you, I'm not obligated to play. No. It's only if I want to. It's only right. if you want to. Yes. All right, all right. You, you have, have to sign up if you want you to. You have play. to sign up. Oh, if thank you want God. To. It's like it's like rub it fair. You don't want to have be bothered with bad stuff or with complicated it's gonna things. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much. You don't fun. have to do it if yeah. you want to. You can. Yeah. I highly recommend that everybody do it because it's cool. And I am very proud of Sir Guido and a bunch of people for, yes. for doing it. Oh, $20 minimum? $20 minimum. Oh, okay. Sorry. No cheapy. Oh. That's What's right. the maximum? Is there a maximum? Can I send someone a gold bar? Sure. <laughs> I call Stu as my partner. <laughs> um, I think it has to be random. Uh, yeah, he's going to make it random. It'll be fine. You gonna, is he going to roll dice? I want to know how he's going to make it yeah, he's gonna do, Are we going to make a table of people who are participating? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding romantic games and some right. advice on the teen GM uh, for a teen GM. Uh, all right, for a teen GM, I was actually struggling with the uh, Grinnell, 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 Grinnell. All right, Grinnell Dave of the Rusted Wastelands uh, in the south of Chicago. I actually kind of like Rusted Wastelands. It kind of makes me want to like run a game. It's like it's yeah, it's totally like, an apocalypse setting. I know, right? Totally Fallout. <laughs> Greetings, Stutron and the douchebots. My kind of town, Chicago is. <laughs> First off, a response to Zach in Equal Chicago letter regarding romance and RPGs. Yes, romance is a damn near in every book and movie. Nearly every song on the radio permeating our daily lives in a constant bias basis, etc. Which is precisely why I don't want it in my games. I play RPGs to escape from reality, not to bog myself down in even more of it. When I'm in a game, I want to be the hero of that reality and won't allow, especially battling evil monsters with magic and steel in uh, fantastic locales over piles of shiny loot while righting the wrongs of the world with my fellow companions. Compared to that, role-playing out romance sounds about as fun as role-playing out my daily commute. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. I hope, his, I hope his wife doesn't read this because he's not going to be happy with him. Seriously. The, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess yeah. he doesn't have one. <laughs> Seriously, the very last thing that, that Tor the Barbarian or whomever needs to worry about after fighting up a horde of goblins is bringing home some Still damn flowers and chocolates to ensure his relationship with his wife doesn't slip a step closer to divorce. Uh-huh. I think yeah, that's an oddly yeah, specific, specific example. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of right. It's like, you know, I kind of play these games so I don't have to deal with that. If Ask I want to do that, I can friends. go home and role play <laughs> with flowers and No, because Stu has your Nazi uniform and the riding oh, crop. Yeah. No, 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 I... I'm a geek. It, it involved Craigslist and oh, I didn't know you were. Oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> off the soapbox and forward to the real topic. I was driven to finally write the show as I'm positively glowing with fatherly pride. Excellent. I've been running games on and off since the late 80s. Yes, yes, yes this is kind of aimed at you. This is in your wheelhouse mm-hmm. here. Uh-huh. I've been running games off and on since the late 80s. In recent years, I've run several games for my boys while secretly hoping that they pick up the torch and run with it themselves someday. As I write this, my oldest son is running a Pathfinder character creation session Woo-hoo! with his younger brother and a few of his friends from high school. This is the birth of a new GM and several new gamers as this is the first time ever attempting to run a game and his friends have never played before. I'm ecstatic! Awesome. As you should be. Naturally, I want to meddle and help, quote, help like crazy. Maybe, you know, sit in the next room over or work in the periphery and offer advice from afar. I know it's a terrible idea, though. Hold on. You know what you should do? Record them. Oh, yes. Ooh, yeah. Record them for posterity, yeah, yeah. and then twenty years Absolutely. later, be record them. Wouldn't it be awesome? Oh, record them. It'd be awesome. <laughs> it's like I have recordings of like, Allie's like right. playing songs and stuff, yeah. and stuff like that, and it's priceless stuff. Because I mean, seeing pictures is like, yeah, but when you actually are hearing your kid's voice at that specific age, yeah. Like, oh. Anyway, oh man. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a terrible idea, though, and I should probably keep my nose out of it as much as yep. possible. Yep. Yep. Jib knows this for sure. <laughs> so. I can find myself to a different floor of the house to give them space. All right, first of all, kudos for you for knowing full Smart well man. that you have a problem Smart and that man. you are like, I've got to get out of here. Harumph. I have, a, I have a story about this, but it doesn't actually deal with gamers. Okay. It deals with uh, a pool. I have a story that does deal with gamers. All right, okay. so you can share that later because it's probably more pertinent to the conversation than the one I had. Where am I? A different floor of the house than sitting. Uh, sitting here, though, I'm thinking back to my early half-blind bumbling stumblings. First of all, alliteration, very nice. It's poetic. Half-blind bumbling stumblings through the role of GM and reminiscing over some of the really stupid things I did. Seriously, giving a helm of invisibility and inaudibility to my brother Steve sounded really cool at the time. I do kind of wish that I had the luxury of an older gamer in my house back then uh, to ask for help and advice at the time. So I've decided I'll keep my GMing help to small doses of wisdom in private when games aren't in progress and try my hardest to only dispense advice when asked. Seems like that would be the most reasonable of paths to walk here. Yes. Oh, man. Wild yes. You are you are so better than the guy that was playing in the game. Right. I mean, oh, you yeah. are so self-aware. Kudos to you. So, because well, he's going to ask, no, no, go ahead. He's going to ask some questions. Yeah, so no, no, go ahead because you have you exceptional dad, really good. You know, yes, you, you, I, I totally get the 
the I'm a gamer, I'm dad, I want to help my son, I want to help my son, right. put my son on a path of right, right. of righteousness and whatnot. Um, what you what you really want to see is you want to watch them create the magic they, that you used to create at the table themselves. That's the most satisfying. Right, and, and, and exactly. And, and you know, and, and, I mean, Jim can back me up. That, is that they have been watching and listening, whether oh, you yeah. knew it or not. Right, they've been watching and listening anyway. So all of the stuff that you did, they already know. So you don't right. actually need to help and, them. And they're really good sponges. You did it once. They're like, all right. So and they're going. And he's going to. And he's going to make mistakes. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Let him. Yeah. Okay. Don't Let, be the baseball dad. Right. Don't right. Be baseball dad. <laughs> Let him Segway. make his mistakes. Um, Tiny. My my eldest son Hunter runs games regularly. He's got like three different games running simultaneously that he's running. Wow. Um, and he and I talk about these games all the time. And when he asks me, "Hey, I'm doing a thing. What should I do here?" I will happily chime in and and, and help him out. But. <clears throat> He doesn't need my help right? very often because, like Stork said, he was there listening when I was running games when he was little bitty, and he was playing in games Yeah, as, as he got older, and he, for, lack, for better or worse, soaked up the jib theo- theology of how to run a game. <coughs> and you know, he's got his own ideas and he does some things differently than I do and that's totally cool mm-hmm. because we're not the same person. Right. We're not the same GM. Um, but from all accounts, he runs great games. Right. And games that I would dig playing. It's making me weep just thinking about it. I know, right? Um, when I go back and, and I think about all of the lessons I learned GMing because yeah. obviously yeah. I started at a time when there, there were... There probably were almost no parents at all. Back in back the then. days, we had to hack our way through the wilderness, right. stumbling upon rocks ourselves, making all but, the I mean, We didn't even have dice. We had to use our own teeth for dice, because, and that was easy because they was falling out anyway. There was the, um, like, the, the, You're right. the first time I tried to, I, I inserted a, a, um, a GM PC into a game. Did it, yep. Right? Yep, did and, it. And the players called me on it and was like, what the f- what the fuck right? are you doing? And, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm never going to do that. That was again. dumb. Sorry. See, my players, so, so my the players l- didn't. They all just did it too. <coughs> we didn't know it was wrong. Oh, but see, yeah, well, I got called on that stuff. And, and I'm reminded. And, then, and, and when you get called on it by the players, and you're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That sting, you never yeah. forget. It. You no. never forget that. You no. never forget that. So it's oh. like, I'm never doing that again. I, I, so you I learn I, those lessons. Really Hunter and I were laughing this last week because we were remi- remembering the first game that his elder sister Hannah ran. Uh, which was she was thirteen, and it was um, as shut up and listen to me, little brothers. Sort of <laughs> <Right>? yes, <laughs> but it was it was Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> except Alice is a psychopath. Right. Oh, it was kind of a little bit like Grimm. It was a little bit like Grimm. Awesome. But this is what came out of my thirteen-year-old daughter's brain. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was very railroady. It was very, you will do what, you will follow my story. You will follow my story. But she was 13. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and we played and we had fun with it. But I've been at cons and there's 50-year-olds that run those again. Oh, yeah. yeah. But It's hard for oh, kids yeah. to think They're in a... To, yeah, in a non-linear fashion. Yeah, well, and in a way that's like, let me take your ideas... <clears throat> 
and put them together because they're still very much at the age where there's a right and a wrong answer. Oh, sure. So being like, oh, well, there could be a compromise, and is something that they things will are very later. clear cut and yeah. line- and delineated, black and white. Yeah, right. No, no, but, very right. Their brain isn't ju- isn't yeah. a de- they just can't like improv yet. They're not really well, yeah. They can generous creatures yet. They can improv, <laughs> but they can't incorporate your ideas yeah. into their improv. Right. Yeah. And, That's a whole other. The level. thing right. is that they will do these things. Mm-hmm. They will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They will learn. They will grow. And their games will evolve. Yeah. And their games will grow. And it will be beautiful. But I totally agree with Stu. Record his games. Yeah. That would yeah. Be, yeah. Record That's them. a cool thing to yeah, listen to be. 20 years ago. Because yeah. yeah. I would love to have a recording of that game. Yeah. Of that I, Alice in Wonderland game that he I, I agree I with you. I, I also, I also think... First of all, what you're giving is just advice for parenting, which is let your kids blossom. Like, I have a 20-year-old right now. She's off doing something. I'm not, I'm not sure what. She's at school. She's got a job. She's got a life. She Hannah. calls occasionally, but she's she's doing stuff. Right. And, I'm, you know, and Hannah I'm lives, letting her do her thing. All of my kids live 2,000 miles right. away. Okay. Um, and Hannah lives all by her little lonesome in upstate New York, bought her own house. Has her own, you know, job and, and school. Winner. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? You did it right. Um, so, at, a while back, I think it was like last winter, she was coming out of a CVS, um, and a guy decided he wanted to mug her and steal her phone. Oh. Hannah, who is all of five foot two and a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. didn't want to be mugged. And this guy, however, did not know that Hannah tends to wear steel-toed boots. Uh. Well. <laughs> She was also. She also spent six years in the navy. Right. Yeah. There's that. And yeah. she had. And she has brothers who are big. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's she's fierce. But um, the, I digress. Let them grow. Yeah. Let the them make their mistakes. Let them. And when he comes to me and says, "Hey, Dad, this thing happened in the game, and it didn't come out, didn't work the way I wanted, or I didn't know what to do," then you can say, "Well, here's that's, what I do in that circumstance." And that's exactly what. And he that's says. exactly what he said. So let me finish this up, and here and we can, we can, and we can <laughs> well, keep that, talking about what he. The, 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 specifically to his question, no. I think like if if one of my kids decided to start GMing and they came to me and said, "I did this," and, and then I would tell them, okay, you know, I did something very similar to that. Here's the situation that I did. And you know what I did to fix it? I never did that again. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I think that... It's parental let advice. The, let them know yeah. that making mistakes as you're doing it is part of the process of learning how to do it. Right. Just and like everybody anything does else. It. And, Listen, don't always, right. and, yeah. and don't always let your advice be, here's what I would do. No. Okay? We have a, a wealth of GMs. In our in our group, and so you know, there, I I was can think of times when Hunter said, "Well, I was doing this thing," and blah blah blah, blah and I said, "Well, um, we ran into that in the game that Stu runs, and here's what he did about it." Or even better, ask the leading questions. Well, why do you think that didn't work? Leading questions are great. Yeah, and then have them kind of puzzle through it, help them that way, and then yeah. after they kind of puzzle through it, be like, you know, I've been in that situation a bunch of times. I still sometimes do that when I'm jamming, or Stu still sometimes right. does that when right. they jam. So they know <coughs> that it's like that's my management style. It's yeah. re- it, it, you you couch a, a criticism in a question like, yeah. hmm, do you do you really think they're do you, <laughs> do you think leaving that there is it's going to be okay? <laughs> yeah, nice. It's, that, some, that was, it's usually a little more subtle. That was pointed that. and oddly specific. <laughs> Don't you think what you're doing is kind of stupid? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't say that. How do you get up and look at yourself in the morning? Didn't actually say that. <laughs> uh, oh. 
I tend does, to, that, does that nail through your hand and, hurt? And right now, Katie's going, God, I'm, you're such men. No, no, no. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm, like, thinking of when I give feedback to my employees, it's like a bulleted list of yeah, very yeah. specific things. It's yeah, like, yeah. blah, 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 should not ever happen again. Blah, 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 cannot be repeated. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, hmm. <laughs> and, and to be fair, with kids though, it's they're good aware of all of this stuff. See, I'm very defensive of my people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I get very cranky when when my management tries to mess with my people. Yeah, it, it, you don't work with the same people I work with. True. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go, 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 I'm sorry. Go I'm sorry. Well, on. there's not there's not much more left to read. So, but but I'll finish also it. before I scratch myself, I'll finish it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, a question then. If you were able to Bless revisit you. your earliest GM selves, what nuggets of advice do you think you would offer up? I would tell myself more about sailing so that in the first five minutes of my first game GMing, Bruce wouldn't be like, that's not how sailing works, actually. Blah, 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 blah. Really? You have Bruce <laughs> Shut your pie hole, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, shut your pie okay. hole. Okay, okay. Well, we're just not going to, we're going to pretend like this is how this works on this planet. They're magic sails. Yeah. You know what? It that works. might be how sailing works on, on your world, Yes, but this is my world. Right. I think that's something what I said. I'm like, well, we're going to ignore that, and this is how it works for this particular instance. You know, sometimes asking questions doesn't make you look smart. <laughs> right. It makes you look like Bruce. Don't be Bruce. Hey, oh, come on. Aw. Uh, so, Sorry. Uh, okay. Bruce, no, I'm just kidding. You, that's so not my actual this, answer. This is a, question, my smart this, this answer. a question for all of us here. Uh, so if you were able to revisit your early GM cells, what nuggets of advice would you offer up? I'm going to say not be so adversarial. I had I had friends. You need I, to wear sorry, headphones. No, no. Well, yeah, and so I'm you just, can hear what that I'm does to the microphone. Then you'll just beard. stop doing it. Yeah. Stroking my beard? It's I'm okay. never going to stop doing that. Here. Plug those in. <laughs> okay. Put those on. <laughs> All right. It's like someone who actually grabs the mic when he's nervous so, and like moves it. And you're like, uh, yeah. don't do that. I was an plug them in. GM. You have to <laughs> plug right. them in or they don't work. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you All put right. that in wherever you Finish want. Finish your story. And th- no, in you can't. front of you. No. <laughs> we have to touch the things. And just don't touch the metal part. Oh, there's already something plugged into it? Oh, someone else's headphones. This is going to be a great radio. I'm so glad you guys made me do this. I tried to get you to do it before we started. That's so awesome. I did. Sorry. Anyway, you were saying. He doesn't. So remember. what I was thinking was, uh, I was an adversarial GM because all of my friends were really, really good GMs. Stop coughing. That's really loud. Sorry. Uh, better. Uh, and I, I always felt like I was, I don't know. We, we would have these run with games, right? It's like, well, I don't want to GM today. You GM. Well, I don't want to GM. So, so you would end up jamming it. And then I felt like I needed to, I don't know, punish but justify or, I don't know. Because, again, I'm that 15-year-old boy and I'm territorial. There's hormones raging. We're angry. We have, we have unfocused male rage. And I took it out on my best friends, which is what they did to me, too. Sure. Right? But uh, it was, they made for terrible games sometimes. But my advice to me would be... We're all in this together. We're, you know, we're we're getting together in rooms all night long playing these games. Why don't we have more fun than trying to just be angry fifteen-year-olds beating each know, other up, beating each other up? And and much of the because time, when that you're was what we did. Fifteen years old and male being angry is fun. And, and, and that's part of what we did is like we beat shit up in the games, and that was mm-hmm. you know part of it. And my you mother, know why? Because you can't beat shit up in real life. Well, yeah. You get in trouble for that. Well, you go to the principal's office and they yell at you. And, and, and no we fun. were geeks. We couldn't actually beat That's up anybody true. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we got to do it. Yeah. Um, it's really <laughs> irritating. I can't do that. 
Um, Oh, you should, well, I have to wear them all the time. You should see how irritating. Well, it's it only a one ear, and it's really. Is really it really only in one? Yeah, yeah it's only in one ear. Did you plug it all the way in. I'm pretty sure it did. You have the same problem. Anywho, anywho, my nugget is when you think you have that awesome character that you want to introduce into your game as the GM, stop yourself. Don't do it. Or it's let a, the party kill them. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, true. Um, because however awesome you think that character is, your players are going to think that character's a total dickbag, <laughs> and they're going to want him dead. Yeah. They're right, though. And they're right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're totally right. So, yeah, don't do it. There's all kinds of mistakes we make. I mean, I, I think probably 99% of GMs at 15 are terrible GMs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... There you might can. be like that one guy out there I who's know, like who gets it at fifteen, but it wasn't me. I think when, me. I think we all I think when we were fifteen, we all got it in varying degrees at varying times. Because I can think back on some games college. on some of the games that I, I ran that were were pretty cool, were pretty good games. I mean, mm-hmm. they would stand up now, mm-hmm. but. You know, then there were other nights, there were other games where it was like, yeah, no. Uh, and so, I did. Yeah, what, what and, the and again, speaking to Stu's point, we didn't really have a guideline. We didn't. There were no signposts up ahead. No, we, we didn't. were in the twilight zone. I mean, uh, we we had to, we had no. Gary Gygax as our as our mentor. That was <laughs> we had there, we had no forums. Nope. We had no nope. internet. We had no lights, podcasts, no, no motor cars, no shows, not a watch. single luxury. We had nothing. The <laughs> only time GMs ever got to compare notes or. RPGers ever got to compare notes was at gaming conventions. Yeah, when you would like sit down at a table and you'd find out, oh, we've been doing this one thing wrong the whole time. Or, or apparently on page ninety-seven, look, see, oh shit! But but I mean that you, kind of stuff happened all the time. But beyond the rules, it wasn't even that that we, we even thought that role playing was more important than tactics. We were so caught up in just trying to grok everything in these books and and run it. And, and then, you know, we would I, switch. I, I remember playing RuneQuest, and we probably didn't do that right. We, uh, Stormbringer, I'm sure we didn't do that right. Traveler, we got pretty good, because that wasn't too Traveler's hard. Traveler's pretty simple. But, I, but for the most part, we were juggling all these things around, and I'm sure we didn't do any of them right, but for the most part, we didn't do any role-playing at all. We were, we were busy trying to grok systems and <laughs> just be dicks. What? What? Nothing. Nothing. What? <laughs> the death by donut in the chat room's like, wow, no GM advice? It sounds like it sucks to be old. Thank God for the internet. <laughs> you know what? It, we were swimming in a, a, a sea that we thought was empty. Yep, it was. Because there are yeah. little pockets of nerds across the country <laughs> in their basements playing these games, not even knowing any... Like, you, you, if you had five friends that you role-played with, you probably didn't know anyone else who played. We were operating in a vacuum. Right, and there may have been out there, yeah. and you're also afraid to mention it because it might get beat up. Get you know what? I mentioned, it work, I mentioned it at work the other day, I got laughed at. Of course you did. And, and I'm dealing with 50-year-olds. Right. Oh, yeah, my, my boss's boss knows that I go to gaming conventions, and it's like, you're such a nerd. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> when I was uh, doing... Uh, my dates on Match.com, like that would be like one of the first things. Like, oh, so what is your hobbies? And at the time, I was like, the wives and Habitex RPG. So I'd be like, well, I sing in a band. Oh, what do you what do you sing? You sing like rock music? No, I sing dirty folk music. <laughs> and oh, what else do you do? Well, I play tabletop games. Oh, like shoots and ladders. No, like Dungeons Shoots and, Dragons. and ladders. <laughs> and it went from like two hundred people to like 
five. <laughs> no, 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 that was like so actually like on six? the date. You don't mention that until you actually have dinner in front oh, of you. Oh, no, that's awful. <laughs> no, it's no, fine. They, I mean, they they're usually just like, oh. I have no response to that. That's not something I expected <laughs> at all. <laughs> and Sergito. And in California, they walked uphill to gain both ways, barefoot, in 65-degree weather. <laughs> and with four feet of snow. And four feet of snow. You forgot the no, four feet of snow. 65-degree weather. weather. 65, it was 95 degrees, and there was four feet of snow on the ground. That's how my dad told it to me. It's right. because our flip-flops had gotten stuck in the wet cement, so right. we had to and keep going. And we liked it. And that was hey, all we, we liked knew. it that way. I think I had a little bit of a different experience as a new GM, because my first GMing experience was only like seven years ago. So right. after we'd started the podcast, and then I was right. finally brave enough, so I was like an almost adult. And, and you had had a support structure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I would tell myself to not be so afraid of the combats, because I was super scared of combats. Mm. I was really scared of them. Because everybody wants to grapple. Yeah, because there's always like the rule. Yeah. There's always there's always a moment where right? you're like, oh my god, oh my I didn't god. think about and that. I did that. And I totally messed up with all the point system in my first game. And that's just like, oh, they're not supposed to have 300 hit points. That's oh, not- you used XP for his points. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was you know that goblin game. That we was- earned every one of those XP points. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the ghost. It was a ghost. Right. Here's the takeaway I got from that game is that all the people had a great time. They did. And, oh, yeah. and there's still a takeaway from that that you guys still aren't talking about. Yeah. It's like a big secret. Like, like you guys are going to go back to it, which was the whole goblin. Did I murder children? Oh. Well, yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. Creepy. But you had a you had the whole reason why the goblins were. That game was a role playing game, even yeah. though you screwed up the rules. Yeah. These guys, Bill and Stu, who played in it with you, still have to this day talk about the fact that, and we even bring it up like on the podcast now and again. It's like, yeah, when you meet the goblins, you. you they may or may not be bad guys. They are the ghosts. They were the ghosts. You're mixing up. Yeah, you're, you're mixing up games. I had the goblins that were actually good. That were they, good guys. Yeah, I thought you. I had the ghosts that ended up. Oh, you're having oh, a stroke. You started right, fighting, right, right, right. but then Stork, they ended you're up. having a stroke. Yeah, you're old. <laughs> I you smell, went, I, you I went do uphill smell toast. in 65 yeah. degree <laughs> weather both ways. Yeah, toast. But no, but the ghosts ended up not being the bad guys. They ended up being the victims. That was it. Yeah. So it's very similar, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. I had thought of something, but I'm sure it's brilliant. Yeah, so. well done. All right, I'm done with uh, that. Was Grinnell Dave? Uh, and the Feedback and shit Chicago. from Jim Toe. Uh, Kimmy, you want to go? Hey, crew. I think he's in the chat room too. Is he in the chat room? Oh, okay. Jim Toe in the chat. Jim Toe, th- Jim Toe, welcome back. Wait, let me see. I, I, I hear biology got the best of you. Welcome back. Eh, maybe not. Right? I might be wrong. Right? I think I'm wrong. Never mind. You're wrong. Yeah, I'm totally wrong. Um. There's no time for that. Nope. Nope. He's far too I busy. I never call you folks douchebags. It's not because I don't love you. Indeed, when you cross my uh, my mind, my brain sends little olfactory signals that give my nose the faintest hints of vinegar and water. Oh, <laughs> and fine one. Shirt. Whenever I mosey up to the bar and the bartender asks me what flavor of douche shot I'd like, I happily exclaim, make mine happy jacks. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we had that kid mention I mentioned last time. My son, yay! Congratulations yep. on yep. procreating. Um, my son is just over three months old as I type this, and I think that I'm ready to sum up fatherhood for you all. So, period, much, period, poop, period. <laughs> you are up it your armpits. It is amazing how much poop can come out of a little bitty kid. Yeah, and you just... never think you're going to get desensitized no, to it. No, no. Yeah. And you never do. No. no. <laughs> you don't. You, you really don't. Although I do remember running with 
it's <laughs> full of poop. There, there, there is a point though. Where, like you're, you, you realize when you have to, like, if you ever watch somebody else's kid and the diaper fills up, there's a difference between what you're willing to between take with your kid, your poop, oh, sure. and their, and their poop. poop. Right. Yeah, all well, you, sudden, you assume that their, that your children's poop is somehow related to right. you. Right. So it's right. not going to be as gross and no. infectious. No. And it isn't. You're like, oh, it's my kid's poop. And I'm like, oh, whatever. And then, oh, it's another kid's poop. Oh, oh my right. god. It's a whole. <laughs> And it's really in our heads. It's whiny babies. It's, it's true. I, I'm it's just true. laughing because I know pe- I know people who've reacted like I have five children. I have no. I don't get to have that excuse. No. I ran a preschool potty training. Yeah, room. right. Fourteen just, kids, guys. Fourteen of them. None of them poop. related. It's just right. poop. Yeah. Poop it's, up to your elbows. It's not going to kill you. No. <laughs> if you're lucky, it's just poop. If it's fresh. All right. <laughs> if you're lucky, it's just yeah. like. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, daycare. It's, yeah, no, you never yeah. know. There's, no. there's there's or- lots of orifices, things, things are coming yes. out of, yeah. But but poop is the worst. No. <laughs> no, vomit. No, vomit is Vomit's far the worst. worse. I no. I I I'm a sympathetic vomiter. It's like oh, the worst to Puking doesn't bother me at all. Oh, my God. Puking, poop. It's like kitty litter. I just like hold my breath and don't look at it and clean it up. I have to do that a lot. So, vomit's, anyway. not, vomit's only bad when they vomit on you. Yeah. It never bothered me. Vomit yeah. doesn't bother me. Well, there's a di- but there's also a difference between true vomit and spit up. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I, I've held it really. Yeah. I've, I, no, I've I had to. Re, why are we getting into this? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is all about role playing. Allie games, ate obviously. ate a, a huge bowl of spaghetti with meat sauce, mm-hmm. and then she was up on the she's up on the top bunk when my kids had bunk beds, and she's like, oh, uh, bleh, uh, right yeah. over with. It came down. Nailed Zach's bed. It is. 90% of the volume that she ate, and she had a huge dinner. It hits hits Zachary's bed, splashes a little bit on her, and then makes a huge puddle. The puddle's like this big on the Okay, floor. wait, wait, stop, stop. Do we not mention the fact that Kimmy's a sympathetic vomiter? Can we, can we not talk about this? So I'm like, it's okay. yeah, it's yeah okay. it reeked, but I, in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., got up and scooped all of it up. Got rid of all of it. Can we not? Can we not talk about this? It just doesn't bother me. It's even more Vomit fun. It's even me. more fun when you get the Dad Hunter puked on me. <laughs> I had Zachary, Zachary one time when pissed. he was when he was super sick, and I don't know what he he was so sick. I don't remember where we were. We were at a hotel or something. Heather and I, and he just like was puking, and I was just holding him, trying to make him feel better. And I was just like, oh god, it's one of those things. Like in the moment, I didn't realize. And then he stopped, and I looked at him, and was like. Oh God, we're covered with puke. Oh God! <laughs> and then you puke. No, I didn't puke. I was very was strong. Was it a barfarama? It, it was. It was a barfarama. <laughs> and it's like one of the things we carry him to the t- tub and just set him in the tub. <laughs> all What's the things. That? Fire was hose that? him off. Was it might fun? have been here actually. I think it was in the living room here. Maybe. I don't know. There's <clears> a couple of Sorry. All right. Sorry. Anyway. Oh God. Okay. Are you all right? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Powering through. Okay. <laughs> Um, being a dad is pretty cool and involves some bizarre concepts. For example, the day I figured out what made my boy smile and giggle, I felt like my heart was going to explode. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Contrast it with, uh, contrast with it doesn't bother me when he pisses on me, on the wall, the changing table, his clothes, the lamp, etc. I just laugh and clean everything up. Okay, that's why you put the diaper over. Over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Set the diaper on top first, first when you go to do everything yes, else. Yeah. Yeah. I never got pissed on once. See, I, Me neither. I, I, I had the girl model. It was never really a problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> Too 
two of them. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not going back to gaming yet, but I can see with a little more clarity than I like how easy it is for new parents to drop their hobbies. Between the kid and other commitments, it's probably going to be fall 2017 before I can get a steady game again. Oh, that and that's optimistic. That's, that's super early. Uh, seriously, dude. That's, really, that's, that's adorable. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, right. then that's when they start crawling and walking and things. Yeah, I get much yeah, that's the, Good luck. The, until they hit about 15... Mm, it, it, 25, it, it, maybe. Yeah. When they move, they have yeah. to be able to self-stimulate, and that, and that. I mean, you're talking five or six. You sure want to clarify when that? they start? I'm talking about kids. That's gross. It is. But they do that. It's no, complete, you're being gross. It's complete, That's gross. It's <laughs> completely natural. Do no. not shame your kids if you find them doing that. It's totally normal for them to do that. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I know. When they get, I'm, I'm going to entertain that. myself. I'm going to sit and play with something for yeah. a long time. Blah blah blah. blah. Like That's reading, what, okay. games, right. TV. Yes. That's, That's what I, I'm talking about. What I wanted to know. Right. But I mean, what, but they don't. They're they're not at that at 18 months or 10 months. No. No. They're no, not at that for no. a couple of years. No. Yeah. Unless you want to negotiate some, have some like serious negotiations with the well, with, it the, is spousal, with the spousal unit. I, I am going to say this: it is Junto's kid, and I'm sure that he's smarter than everybody else's kid because I know mine was. <laughs> yeah, mine were. <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm what a coincidence! So mine were totally smart. Yeah. Right, so mine I'm are going to sure. be smarter than all of yours, right? <laughs> so I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully, I can attend a con or put together a one-shot or two before then. Nope. <laughs> to get by with no game, I have been reading more RPG forums slash blogs than normal. It's a trap. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> a few things have pissed me off, and I'd like to get your thoughts on them. Both of them revolve around the idea of the big reveal. You know, that point in the game where all is revealed and it turns the game on its head. Those are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay, first issue. GMs who set all their hopes and dreams on the big reveal and then get deflated when the PCs don't care. Right. Wah, wah, wah. Which is 90% of the time right. you try that. Okay. Right. Right. Story time. <laughs> no, no. Here, wait. Let's read a little bit more. All okay. right. It's a long email. Let's get to the end and then we can do stories. We'll go back and recap. Uh, I have seen a few of examples of this and it seems to follow a similar pattern. The GM is convinced of their genius. Convinced every point, every story beat, every single, everything they do is entice, enhancing that one upcoming magical moment where the GM reveals all and then sits back and basks in the glow of everyone telling him or her what a master storyteller they are. Um, And then it happens. It all goes over like a lead balloon. The GM is upset and the game suffers because they are bummed. In one case, I read where the GM actually assigned blame to his players for, quote, not getting it. <laughs> like they were too dumb to parse his genius. Oof. Listen, if you assign blame to your players because they didn't react to your reveal the way you wanted them to, please run full speed into the nearest set of running carbine, com- combine blades and turn yourself out and take yourself out of the GM. That's pool. a really cool. specific... That's a very specific <laughs> murder. That's, yeah. that's v- very much something that you would only say in farm country. Yes. In farm yes. country, because, you know, coming from car- farm country, I know exactly what he means right. and what that's going to look like. Oh, and now we ask for thoughts. Okay. okay. It's like a big tractor with the... on the hobby will thank you. Folks in the hobby will thank you. Oh, yeah, I was thinking, like, like yeah. Yeah, but yeah. removing yourself from the GM. The, the big... Big tractor Death. with the thing in the front that spins, oh. and and it's, it looks it's like, like a, a giant lawnmower. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was lawnmower. picturing like a, lawnmower like, like a, that, but no. like a giant lawnmower. One, yeah. and the old push kind. Yeah, 
That's well. That's the thing. I've seen them. I used to push those stupid. Yeah, I did do my grandfather's. Yeah, the story. I did do my grandfather's lawn, and he owned a power mower, but I wasn't allowed to use it. I had to use that one. Good for him. <laughs> yep. Right on. You have muscle I'm tone done being crotchy. to this day because of lots question mark. Um, a story. Yeah. Uh, so I came up with this idea that I thought was like s- so super spectacular an idea. I would make all of the characters mm. be artificial intelligences. Implanted in starships, so wow. that basically each character was a starship. starship. From what I heard, of that was own. a great game of their own. Everyone loved and it. And so I wrote this this page long thing that's the law, the startup log from a computer, and it's like computer message, computer message, and then it starts getting interspersed with awareness as the AI starts to wake up, and then when you get to the end, you realize that oh my god, I'm an AI in this ship. And I thought everybody at the tables would be like, oh my god! We then, totally get Nobody. Then, they read through the whole thing and went, they, okay. They read through the whole thing and went, okay. And then they flipped the page and started looking at what their character could do. And they had no idea. And mm-hmm. no, they got it. Although, although one of the players said, I didn't realize what was going on until later. And so you handed out mm-hmm. the minis. And then I realized what was going on. But the bottom line is the reveal never has the impact on the players that you think it's going to have. It, it, it just, I don't know, may, you know. I, unless your players are dragons. You're actually being really generous because I think a lot of GMs <laughs> say, I want the, re- the reveal didn't have the impact that I think it should have had. Right. And you say, right. could have had, which is the right thing to say. Yeah. Should have had but is when I, people get. And, and the, these people I was not even picking on my dragon game. No, no, no. But, you know, everybody's heard about it. I, well, think, I think part of that, though, to, to be candid, mm-hmm. is. The players that you had, you could have said at the very top line of of the thing, "You are dragons," yeah. and they would have been like, "Yes, yes." Don't scream out loud. Sorry. The um, well, also, my reveals tend they, to come at the when, beginning. When did your reveal happen? At the very beginning, like okay, they that, open. Th- that's the thing. Yeah. If because there's no build up. Right. It so starts even if it's off like, on a oh, high this note. Kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it's enough. Yeah. Right. Bill and I ran a game. Where everyone was going to be playing the sidekicks, right? But they start out with this with the heroes, and then they, they and they were like at, at some sort of event, and then the bad guys come in, and all of the heroes get basically blinked away one by one, and then the players are handed the next character sheet. Now that took us forty five minutes, way too long. Right. The whole game probably would have taken nine hours to play anyway. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Bill and I, when we start. Collaborating on something, it gets it, it swells. But uh, and the players were kind of bummed. So does the game, right? <laughs> but the player, the players, were, players were kind of bummed because they got their characters mm-hmm. who were all like five, six hundred point superheroes, right. and, and the they're thinking, awesome characters, yeah. right? Then they get handed this character that's one hundred and fifty or two hundred points, <laughs> and then like, dude, it was the bait and switch. Wah, wah. It, it, it's it was. The it was a bait and switch. It's actually yeah, uh, right. Now I did run a reveal game that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a um, Jack the Ripper game. Yeah, the Ripper's game. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Um, the player characters were like the the drug addict, Dr. Mengele, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, you know, people like, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go through the entire game, and they've been hired by 
uh, the father of this young woman who was murdered by Jack the Ripper. Because mm-hmm. you know, Jack the Ripper killed prostitutes, but in this case he erred and he killed the daughter of a wealthy merchant. Okay. And the wealthy merchant is like, yeah, screw that. I'm hiring people <coughs> to hunt him down. Doesn't mean she wasn't a prostitute. I mean... Just because there's a prostitute doesn't mean she sleeps doesn't around. Mean, doesn't mean... <laughs> just, but doesn't mean, so because she came for money doesn't mean she's not a they, prostitute. Apparently. At the beginning of the game, I had six, six characters and six players, and I rolled a d6. And whoever it was, they were the Ripper. Oh, okay, all right. And I didn't know it. You were in this game. You knew that. No, you you played you played the playtest of play it. Playtest, yeah. Playtest yeah. of it. Um, I think I was the Ripper. You were, yeah, the you Ripper. were right. You, you were, were the Ripper. And but we get to a point later in the game where and and I've been kind of like building up to it a little right. bit at a time as we go along. And I took and I said and I took the player aside and I said I need to talk to you for a minute. I went aside and I said, Hey, here's the deal. Da, 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 da. And I handed him the Ripper character sheet, and he went, "Okay, got it. <laughs> I'm on it." Right. <laughs> yeah. And and that worked, <clears throat> and, and that reveal worked because the rest of the players. But also, I'm Bless very you. very aware that uh, Frey played in the game, and I handed him the character sheet, and he's looking down the character sheet, and he looked at me, and said, "If I'm this fucked up, what's wrong with them?" Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's Frey always looking, always looking beyond, always yeah. on the bright side. You know, the, 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 this is such a common trope. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. not not having the big reveal, but mm-hmm. having the big reveal not go well. Yeah, right. the end of the Wawa trombones. Yeah, it's if like- you ever, <laughs> it, it's so common. One of the few books written novels written about role playing games. It's called Game Night by Johnny Nexus. Uh-huh. Fantastic book, very funny. I can't, I can't read a book named by a guy that sounds like a porn star, Johnny Nexus. I don't know. Really? I don't think that's his real name. No, it can't be. But, I but you think be. he used to? He used know. to have. A, he used to have a blog called critical misscom mm-hmm. Okay, and it was hysterical years ago. Bill turned me onto it. This is probably late nineties. Wow, dude! Long time. It was a blog. Early days of the internet. Wow, and he and and he said he called me. I think he was working at. Blizzard or Blizzard or Bill or Johnny uh, Nexus? No, no, Bill. No, I don't remember. But he called me. It was like, dude, I've started reading this guy's blog. Go back and start from the very beginning and read the whole thing. It is fantastic. It's hysterical, and I did. And I went through it. I used to follow it, and I would check it like once a week because he updated it every week. But then he ended up coming out with this novel. I don't know when did he write that. It's on Amazon. You can find it. Really? In the that's awesome. This exact trope happens in the novel, and when it happens, it's freaking hysterical because everyone's like, "What do you? We've been doing this whole, and that's your big thing. That's it. That's all you got. It's awesome. It's awesome. The the main thing I would say here is, you know, if you want to go for the real reveal, go for it. Sure. Yeah. Be aware. They're probably not going to have as strong a reaction to it as you have in your brain. Your ta-da moment, tone it down. Right. Because <laughs> then you'll feel less late. And, and when they don't, and when they don't, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And don't okay. get down. Keep going. Don't, just run the game. And Set your expectation low. No. Yeah, I have... Actually, and if they, I, are, if, and if they do go, oh my God, that's amazing. Then you can yeah, bask in it yeah. for a moment, and then you and go on your way. I, I have a response to this, which uh-huh. is which is if you if you do the uh, the Stu and Bill method, which is sort of um, you know improving as you go, and you and you pick up clues from your characters, it it turns out the idiot's array can be a big reveal at any point. Uh, Bill said to me later, he goes, "Until you said." Is that the idiot's array? Or, you know, it's just, it's, 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 I didn't even think about it. And then you said that, and I'm like, 
Yeah, yes. it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. All of a sudden, it changed the game, and it made it right. a big reveal. So oh. what you guys do, which is you listen very carefully, and you make the reveal based off what the characters kind of want, or what the players kind of want, and what they're, where they are at that point. Right. Which is exactly what Bill did, which is exactly what you do. And you leave us on a cliffhanger, and it's like, God, I hope that's not the idiot's array. Well, you know what? Yeah. Right. And we're all like, what? <laughs> and you're like... Pulled it out of whole cloth. <laughs> Damn, bam. And yeah. that's really the best way to make those reveals happen. You have to, it has to be at that moment, it has to be at the time, you're like, ah, it's well, 9.30, it's time to quit. The players are already invested in that. Yeah. It's, right. And, and you can't lose if the players are already invested in it. No, but you it. need to be aware enough to pull oh, something yeah. out yeah. at that point, listening to your players and 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 taking that moment Plus and making all, that big. The, 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 mm-hmm. wh- whichever player it was that supposed. Su- Brought up that supposition. Mm-hmm. Suppose that Supp- supposition. Yeah. Supp- supp- supposized it. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Supposed it. Yeah. Supposed it. You're a journalist, uh, major. You're, rewa- you're rewarding say, them. Yeah. You're rewarding them, and they get to be right. Well, like, it's, see, it's, it's, what did I say all along? Well, it could be that, but but also they they may not even yeah. know they supp- supposized it. They could be like, God, see, <laughs> supposized is not see? a thing. I'm not know. saying that. I don't even know if that was it. And, right. and all of a sudden you go, oh, see it. It's a ray. Done. All right. Second issue, people who confuse the big reveal with the shit-just-got-real moment. I would argue that in the hands of an experienced GM that this can be the same thing, but often they're not. Take Star Wars in Episode 4. The big reveal is, Luke, I am your father. But everyone knows that shit has been real for the previous hour. My mommy's eyes made me sick is a shit-just-got-real moment. Getting to the final villain in the castle in your anime game, and then revealing the big bad is actually a minor character who is on screen for four seconds in season three, episode 15 of a rare anime show that was never released in the USA is a big reveal. <laughs> That's oddly specific. Very specific. <laughs> and a pretty poor one at that. It was Mr. Jenkins all along. Right. As it's likely no one but the GM will have any idea who the fuck that is. Right. right? Thoughts? <clears throat> Care to compare and contrast these two concepts a bit more for the audience? Cheers, Jimto. P.S. Stu, should I, can I please get some windy draws? You can get some windy draw. I'll give it a little bit right now, Aww. but I will not give you much because I got a lot of complaint. A yeah. lot, a lot of complaint about that one. <laughs> I don't know why people complain about that one because I like it. I actually like it. It's my favorite. I actually like the distinction that he's he's drawing between the two like, oh shit moments and you know, well, well, and yeah, yeah, I get and, it. An oh shit moment is not is something that you haven't really built up to. No. An oh shit moment is or is they thought things were going this way. The, mm-hmm. the shit's got real, yeah. And they and things were really over here instead. And they just realized it. That's an oh shit moment. And, That's and it, not a reveal. And, and, and off, no, no, no. I, I guess off sometimes or often. I don't know which. That is almost like a genre switch. Could be. You go from can one be. So, one can sort be. of assumption of what the game is going yeah. to be to suddenly something else. Like can if be. we were if we we're playing the Traveler game, yeah. And all of a sudden, you guys get on some planet, and there's a guy casting fireballs on you. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's like. I mean, that that would be a lame example, but. I think the best example is going back to their, our Ghostbusters game that time. Right. Yeah. Like we go back. Like we always cite that example. It's a, a comedy. It, it's a comedy, funny, 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 comedy thing. Oh god. Oh, oh god. Oh. These are horrific monsters. And then, oh crap. And, and then we're actually doing this. Cthulhu cultists are yeah. masturbating right. against um, the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I in my in my Star Wars game, there's been this uh, little Godel kid, who Godel. Uh, it's one of the Star Wars races. They look a little like goats. Oh, there's too many Star Wars races. I okay. know, but I thought it was inter- it's, it just entertained me to call him a Godel kid. It just 
entertain me. But <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, but uh, you know, the chat room is correct. It was episode five that they were talking about reveal. Yeah. Right. But um, did they all collectively push up their glasses? They all yeah. did. Every album. They, they all did. Um, but he's force sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. but he doesn't really understand what that means. Mm-hmm. So things have been happening. There have been some shenanigans, and he's been inadvertently messing with some some player characters, mm-hmm. and. Some of the player characters have been really freaking out about the idea of, you know, little, you know, evil space wizards. Right. So, in the last game session, they, they land on this planet next to a, an ancient temple, because why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the little Godel kid takes off and runs into the temple. Yeah. And so they chase him, follow him into the temple, go down through the creepy stairs, down the creepy, you know, hallway, come out into the big room with the lava and the bridges going across to the thing in the middle with the dais on it, and on the dais is the little Godel kid. And he's, and he's got these things floating in the air in front of him. And then they kind of like all kind of like fit together or all kind of nice and neat. And then he reaches up and pay, picks it up, flips a switch, and his red lightsaber comes on. Uh. <laughs> End of game. <laughs> nice. So that's a cliffhanger, but it's still not necessarily a reveal. And no, it totally is not a reveal because it was leading up to this the yeah. whole time and they knew it. Um, the reveal comes later because yeah. that's, mm-hmm. you know, things are not what they seem. Right. Right. I, I, and I, to sum up, I, I laud any GM that can make a reveal because mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's possible. I, I've I've tried it many many times. I've had it work a couple. Whenever you're, I, you're pretty good at it. Whenever I, most of the time, one of the players will either pick up on it nah. first, yeah. or I will steal their supposition <laughs> and turn it into that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's right. Guilty but, on both but, counts. But there, yeah, there there have been times when it's like when I come up with an idea for okay, this is this is what's really going on, and someone way too early in the in the session goes, "Oh, you know what? I, I wonder if it's that guy." Yeah. Because so far, all the facts are fitting it to be that. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> right. Damn. But if out. you put a red herring in, next thing you know, they're on a bear hunt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you got to make that bear hunt the most interesting bear hunt ever. Bear. Yeah, yeah. We've learned that one. Yeah. But, you know what? That bear hunt had to have been fun because we're still talking about yeah, it four years later. <laughs> they got no none of the stuff I prepped. To, none of it. We played be, for four hours. And to be fair, we played for four hours. We, we This is like the very first Savage Worlds game. Huh? And and at, at one point, we were like, I'm going to shoot a gun because I want to know how this works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Yeah, well, we absolutely. were rocking the system. But anyway, how to, how to adult, adult from Zoom from Fark. Zoom Fark. Is this you? It's me. Yeah, okay, cool. my turn. Hey, adults. I haven't been an adult that long, but I'm still getting the hang of it. How do you make time for GMing as an adult with all the prep and work it entails? Do you have any tricks to make the best use of your time? Sincerely, another adult, technically, I guess, Zoom Fark on the forums. Improvise. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please don't tell them that. No. <laughs> Scheduling. You, you've you set up uh, Google Docs. You've set up some schedules. She set up you Google set Doc. them up, who know, with Happy Jacks, uh, with uh, Game I have, stuff. I have the, the thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, for God's sakes, we all have stuff we have to do. And yes. birthday parties and uh, Thanksgiving and Google whatever ca- it is. Google Calendar is your friend. Yeah. Set yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever and it is, set up some sort of schedule and stick to it. Never have everybody sign up. commit to Anything until you've checked your schedule. Yes, yes. Um, it sounds it sounds pedantic, but but seriously, and someone please tell Tim that. <laughs> also, also be 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 a, be a consistent scheduler. Okay, yes. if you're gonna if if you want to run a game 
twice a month. Mm-hmm. First and third Sundays of the month, one o'clock, we're playing. Yeah. Here. Right. That's the schedule. Jump on it. You know, um, and, and put it on your calendar and invite all of them to it. You yeah. know, so that they get so that they get reminders. Um, that whole sleep thing, give it up. You don't need it. Besides, nah, you'll need to get used to not getting it when you have it. children anyway. It's not necessarily it's not necessarily a glib thing. The thing about it. Adulting, it's, I don't. I know. But he brought it up. That's trigger. That, trigger warning. Trigger, trigger warning. warning. X card. X card. Tag adulting. Sorry. Uh, I will cut you. Is is <laughs> for you and Stu and Bill. All right. It, it, we all have busy lives. You, we all need to schedule that stuff. You yeah. really do. You, you, you do. And, 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 and once it's on the schedule, everyone can right. make the time. And once and, you commit right. to the schedule, it's Most not like everybody. Well, it's not like oh, you think you can make. So you have nine people in a six-person game. If you think you can make it, don't write your name in. You need to make sure you can make it. Yeah. Right. And if you, especially if you're GMing, but you need to make sure you can make it. And That's the other thing about Okay. And and guys, making guys, commitments. I I'm I'm speaking to the men here cuz ladies probably typically don't have this problem. If you if you are fortunate enough to have a significant other in your life, make sure you check with them. Fair enough. And you check yes. your calendar yes. before you commit. Share a Women. calendar. Fair enough. Share a calendal. yes. share Google, calendar. Google, yes. Google allows you Google calendars allows you to share them. Yeah. I my ex-wife and I share a calendar mm-hmm. because we don't Still? know who has yeah, because the kids? who has the kids yeah. when and what happens when they have who, dancing. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they have all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Oh, that it's, ex-wife. It's critical. Yeah. Oh to, yeah, yeah, Heather, not no, not the previous one. It, it's it's critical to schedule things. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then... I think, and just then, so you know, that that applies to women scheduling with their husbands. Too, or no, significant I, I get it. I just... Yeah. I think that ladies are more likely to communicate that and men are that more likely to, to do a dumb thing. <laughs> to do a dumb well, thing. they should. Say, <laughs> to do a dumb thing and say, hey, I can do the thing without checking with their significant other first. Uh, I, I think... Jim's I know right. I'd be guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, just, I, That's I, why, if anybody asks me anything, it's like... Jib is going on the supposition that men are better, are worse communicators than women, and I, I tend to agree with him. Really, it's, we're terrible. It's a fair at it. cop. We're terrible. <laughs> it's a fair cop. Sometimes there are some women out there that are also bad. There, there are, so for the most part, they're better at it than we are because I'm not very good only because of my Google Calendar. Like my husband and, and I share. Well, a calendar. So there you go. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, "Okay, I'm going to go hang out with the guys this weekend because I see you're podcasting on Friday night. So I'll, you right. know, I'll see you." On okay, Saturday. see, yeah. I, that's a Gina, Gina and I have a shared. Gina and I have a shared calendar. Yeah. Google Calendar. We also have a calendar that hangs up in the kitchen oh. that has everything on it. You like write on it with like I just implements? Have, yes. I just have, oh. a, yes. I just have part of phone. that is because Gina likes cool calendars. <laughs> oh, okay. That's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's totally different. That's, um, thing. But, that, that's the biggest so, thing. That's the biggest thing is mm-hmm. not not committing and, to something unless you've checked your calendar and keeping your calendar up to date. Right. Here's yeah. the and, that's it. And, 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 and on your calendar put in your time for game prep. Yes. Put in your time that you're going to game prep. I work from this time to this time. I have, you know, if you're young, if you're college age or whatever, I have class from this time to this time. I have two hours yeah. between work. Be realistic and about your schedule. Between right. when I have to, when I get out of class and when I have to be in work. Well, I can take an hour of that time and do, do some game prep. Yeah. I be, but be realistic about yeah. it. Don't say I'm going to to do two hours of game prep in there because mm-hmm. you're probably not. Here's, really? here's here's the other thing that happens. When you commit, you commit. Yeah, yeah. discipline. Don't, don't just sign up for everything and go. Uh, well, I I can. 
No, no, you've made that commitment. You show up. Right. Uh, if you, you know, had to cancel something or showed up, then that we, has to happen because you we, committed. There's we, five other people waiting on your ass to show up at that game. Yeah. We well, kind of glibly, you know, jumped all over the adulting thing, and, and it's a word that, that you know, kind of makes my... Should not my, exist? You're my right. My spine sees. But being an adult means keeping your word. And, yeah. and you have... There are obligations. Oh. Yep. You have to get up. You have to go to work. You have to go to class. You have to go... And if you sign up to be at a game, be there on time. Jason's going to be like, oh my god, they're talking about me. They're only talking about me. No, 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 dude. (laughs) If if he's that, I mean... Is Flake in there? No, he's not. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. He's going to watch it later and be like, oh god. (laughs) But um, I think, yeah, I think scheduling in the planning time is huge. And like Stork was saying... If you make a commitment, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, keep it. But also, be realistic about your commitment. Right. Well, yeah. I am not a person who has time to schedule a regular GMing game, so I do one shots every once in a while. I barely have time to play. Right. I know. Right. I, so, I'm, I'm like, uh, Stu can attest to this. Every week, it's sometimes three days before a, a commitment. I'm like, Stu, I got to bow out. Right. I can't. And, and, and Stu is like, All right, cool. The other, the other, I've, I've let him know this. The other part about being an adult. Is realizing when people have to prioritize things over the game right. and not give them shit for it. Well yes. said. Right. Well said. Right. Yeah, because I mean, that happens. Absolutely, kids get never sick. Once, never once has Stu said, oh My God, why are you giving up the game to go make money? What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Never once has that come out of his mouth. <laughs> well, like most, most recently, one of, the pl- one of the couples in one of the games that I run had a baby. Mm-hmm. These are things that happen. <laughs> we, and for some reason, it keeps they happening. insist on being paid attention to. I know. <laughs> I, I know, right? So the children. The children. So we shifted the game to their house. Oh, there you go. You know, um, are they, they both play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can make that work. Yeah. You can make that work. Um, but you know, being an adult means keeping keeping your word, keeping your commitments, and also being flexible, being a little bit flexible with people. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, and being realistic. You know, I would love to run some of the games or play in some of the games that I'm playing or running more often. Hmm. You know, um, I, I'd, I'd love to do our Blades in the Dark game more often than I than we get to play it because it's just freaking awesome. But we're all grown up people with stuff and yeah. kid, and there are kids involved and and, and life life. We yeah. so we do what we can't we, we can do. Brings yeah. us back to Jim Toe's letter too. It's just you know I just yeah. now have an eight month old child. I'm just now beginning to get back on the forums and talk to people. It's kind of that way. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. oh yeah, stuff happens. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Kimmy knows. Um, you know she got she got involved with work for so long that uh, she like dropped out of society for a while. That's what happens. Yeah, it's things life. happen. Stuff that makes sense. Jamie horror story. Yep. The prisoner dilemma from. Oh, oh, I screwed up. I didn't put the from. from. Nope. Nobody. I'm, I have it, a lot of blank pages. It's from the podcast listener who must not be named. Oh. Lee. Is it from Lee? Oh, Lee Adama. No, it just says Lee. I like Lee Adama. Oh, thanks for that reference. I forgot about that show. Oh, no. Oh, this show. one has all the pages on it. Okay. Well, all right. Green things and sal- salivations. S- saliv- Green things and salivations. You were right the first yeah. time. From Ohio. To the people of Happy Jack. Hello. Hello. Salivations. I've been enjoying your show for a year or two and heard you call 01012 star or hashtag. 01012 hashtag. (laughs) 1012. No, 0112 hashtag. 
Zero one zero one two hashtag. Just be in the corner. <laughs> Don't please. You'll please be there for ten minutes. Zero one zero one zero one two hashtag. If that happens, I'm leaving. I have very low. Zero standards. one zero one two hashtag. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna keep reading. Yep. I have been enjoying your show for a year or two and heard your call for more emails, including GM Horror Stories. While I have no suggestions or tips right now, I can throw a few horror stories out for my 30-plus years of RPGing. Since the first, way back in the 80s, a story of the first, way back in the 80s, during the Cold War, there was a game known as Twilight 2000. I remember Twilight 2000. I love Twilight 2000. Briefly, the setting combined military action with a post-apocalyptic genre as player characters were assumed to be American soldiers at the end of World War III, trying to survive and salvage what they could of civilization. Since I and my players were high school and college age, yeah, uh, when we played it, uh, there tended to be a lot more firefights than role-playing with NPCs, uh-huh. leading to high casualties on all sides. Still, this was a game in which I really began to learn my GM craft, and it remains a favorite of, of mine. What follows are probably the worst experiences I've ever had as a GM. I'd start a new campaign at college with three players. One of the players, one, one had played and GM'd for over a year at school, including in my previous campaign. One claimed some D&D experience, but, had never, but I had never played with him. The third guy was completely new to the RPG hobby. The players rolled up three American soldiers tasked with scouting parts of a rural western Pennsylvania to look for a cache of supplies that had been hidden by the federal government and forgotten about. Their first encounter was with a band of armed men without uniforms. They were just hunters or bandits or hostile militia or or soldiers or a rival government of some kind. Um, A chance to meet and learn information from NPCs? Who cares? The shooting started. That's like the shirts for the that we got from uh, uh, Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Well, that escalated quickly. That is such a great <laughs> slogan. <laughs> so good. Uh, I don't remember the details. Maybe the P- NPCs shot first. Oh, good venue. Uh, some died, some ran away, and some of them were captured. Okay, I think. Maybe they can talk to these guys and find out some of the information I have to give them. Nope. Before getting into t- the questioning... Player B decides he needs to intimidate them further. He proposes not just beating or shooting them, but tying one to an anti-tank missile and launching him over the trees. I was pretty much speechless. And I certainly hadn't prepared for a wily, wild E. Coyote-style execution. <laughs> Player characters A and C object on the grounds... But in, in, no, in wily E. Coyote cartoons, he would have landed intact, but just been covered in soot. Right. Yes. <clears throat> And then maybe crumbled into a little pile of right. eyeballs. That's true. Yeah. And then yeah. sweeping up in a dustpan. And then and then it back. back. Because everything you bought from Acme didn't really work. Well, it worked, but... <laughs> Only for the Roadrunner. I, I, oh, right. I contend he didn't read the directions. It worked precisely <laughs> the way it was engineered to work, and not at all the way he wanted it Most to work. Most of the time, like you say, it was always for the Roadrunner. Yeah. Right? Yes. There were even things that warning does not work against Roadrunners. And you're right, he didn't read. He didn't flip the page over and go, oh. Player characters A and C object to this shooting the guy on the missile uh, on the grounds that they were supposed to be representing law and order, not death by by cartoon. Um, The argument became heated. One player was a philosophy major and focused on ethical behavior. Another player was an ROTC cadet 
and aware of the laws of war and army regulations. Player B wasn't interested in the, their arguments, only retribution and death. What, what's it called? A uh, murder hobo. Yeah. I call shenanigans. Do you? What is that? I do. Because he says that one of his players was a philosophy major. If one of his players was truly a philosophy major, they would have never gotten to a combat round because he'd have still been talking. <laughs> I, and I also, for the same reason, I would say that Death by Cartoon, with the philosophy major, completely would have accepted that. I, I think it depends what school of philosophy. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Carry on. If it was a Descartes, perhaps. Or uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to think through this. Already going... Already going to how the local population might react to atrocities by soldiers. You know, those natural consequences that GMs are supposed to think about. It even crossed my mind that the anti-tank missile was really rare and expensive, effectively irreplaceable, and someone would have to explain such a frivolous use. I mean, that was my default, really too, point, when huh? I was thinking about that. It's like, yeah, you're post-apocalyptic, yeah, but you get, like, one of these ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, I suppose I thought that Player B uh, would be shouted down and nothing terrible would happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Player A declared his character was drawing his weapon on character B. Mm. Oh, awesome. I'd love it when this Ow. happens. While character B already had a gun ready threatening the prisoner, a lot A lost, character B shot him down. Player C walked out declaring that this was not how soldiers should act. Player A stormed out not saying much at all, and I was left sitting in shock with a grinning Captain Evil. <laughs> One session, one encounter, some dead NPCs, and some friendships not started. One really dead campaign. <laughs> so mm. dealing with prisoners, mm. going back to the <laughs> goblin children in D&D, it's been a moral mess since the beginning of the RPG hobby. I'm going to have a drink and suggest you do the same. P.S. If any of you are coming to Origins Game Convention and Game Fair in Columbus, I will happily meet you somewhere. Lee. Yay. I will be there. Ah, excellent. Yep. We're going to Origins. Oh, awesome. Nice. Good Yeah, it's it's amazing how we think that torturing goblins is going to give you info. It's amazing how we think that because that's I don't know. Is that the tropes we know? Is that it's, all we know to default to? Is that it, what's wrong with if us? You, if particularly if we you go back, it. if you go back to the eighties, um, the the. The trope that you to- that you tortured people for information was very much a part of of the the media culture no, at the I time. Even, I don't even know if it's that. I mean, it was in books. There was no. Know, it totally was. I, I, um, it was you know because there was, was a belief it in, was it at in the Lord time. Of the Rings. Well, Gollum was tortured, and that's how he got info to the. And it worked. And it worked. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but and if Tolkien says it, it's gotta be true. <laughs> That's um, how they got the Shire, but... It works for Batman. Does it? D- it does. Where are they? <laughs> he hangs them over the, the balcony, threatening right, death. Right, right, yeah. Well, fair, all right, <laughs> fair point. Is that technically <laughs> torture? Because Suge Knight hung Vanilla Ice on the, did the same thing to get him to sign a contract. I don't think he would call himself tortured. Extorted, maybe. I, I feel like if you Coerced. are... Coerced? I'm not tortured. No. Well, it's that means like, well, we have to then come down to what the definition of torture right. is. Yes. <laughs> and well, therein lies a slippery slope. And yes. scene. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, I just, what's wrong with us that we think that that's what we default to? I mean, and and we've talked about this in various ways before, but why don't we just? I did it in Dave's uh, right the traveler game, the, right? the, the little short traveler game he ran. Before I you... made a character who was an ex spook, and I had. 
I'm very persuadey. Tons of uh, deception, I think, yeah. was the skill. Yeah. And I really couldn't do much else. Yep. But I could lie to people. Yeah. And we had to get information out of the guy. I'm like, ah, we have to cut his fingers off. And I think uh, Hoja Rob yeah. was playing an ex ex army guy. And yeah. He's like, he's like sure, are you sure this is okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you need to do it. Okay. <laughs> We're like trying to get information out of this guy who knows nothing. nothing. Because he's just some guy we picked up off yeah. the street yeah. who happened to be yeah. in the area where yeah. something went down. Yep, right. <laughs> and and I don't know what's wrong. What what? Because we think that that's going to be the easiest, quickest solution. I don't, because I don't we are societally is. broken. No, it's not. I don't. I'm not even willing think, to believe. That. I think when you're playing role playing games, you're looking for direct lines. I think so. I think, that's and fair. you're yes. thinking this guy has the information we need. Yes. What's the most direct line to get the information from him? Let's ask him first. We need to know this information. I don't know anything about that. Do I think he's lying or not? Well, I'm going to assume he's lying because we think this guy knows it. That's why we picked him up. I'm going to go with that rather than the fact that we're broken. I, yeah. I, I like his better. And, and, and it's a game. <laughs> it's a fake world. It's fake characters. There are no repercussions. Right. There are no, there, there, that's one of the reasons and it's so easy to be a murder hobo, a murder hobo I, in I a game. I was going to say that might be why people kill people. It's yeah. because there are no real repercussions. Right. We don't do it in real life. If you do have, if you have a repercussion for doing something horrible in a game, it's a more interesting game. <laughs> you get rewarded for it. Right. You don't get rewarded in real life. You go, you go to prison. You go to prison, or and you, and you sit in the cell and well, eat shit food, or and maybe you, get or you have post traumatic stress and you have to suffer through it, you if, know, replay if, that if event you, in your life for the rest of your life. If you think about, pick your your favorite action movie. Right. Okay. Doesn't matter which one it is. Total Recall. Okay. Ninety percent of the shit that they do. Would land their ass in jail. Right. Sure, even if they're right. Or Mars. Even if they're on. Just Mars. Even if they're on. Even if they're right. Even if you know they, they get the bad guys. They still broke the law. They're mm. still going to prison. Right, but it makes a more interesting story. But it makes a more interesting story, and yeah. um, and you know, therefore, you know, I I stand on my assertion that we are societally broken. And most mm. of the fantasy novels, I mean, life was was it. Was it Hobbes or Thomas Hobbes? That life is short, brutish, and and, and hard. Or, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Short, brutal, and hard. Yes, right. Okay, thank you. Short, brutal, and hard. And, and that's kind of the way fantasy novels are are dealt with. I think that was Calvin. Know. Nice, Sorry. well played. I like that. <laughs> Very well played. That's worthy of me. It's just that's just obtuse enough to have been a storkism. Uh, but 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 that's kind of what we default to, which is you know you're dealing with Vikings, you're dealing with orcs, you're dealing with nasty, brutish, and short. Thank you, nasty, brutish, and short. Was that the chat room? Thank no, you. no, it's Google. No, all right, Google nasty, brutish, and short. And I think for most of humanity's life, and that that's Hobbes' supposition is that is life. It's nasty, brutish, and short. It's, and I think in a fantasy realm where you're dealing with orcs and goblins and dragons and things that can jump out at you and, you know, the landscape can kill you. You have wandering damage. Bullywugs. Bullywugs. <laughs> That's kind of where you're coming from. You're like, life is nasty. Just, you got to live in the moment and do I, what you need to do to survive. I think there's also a belief that we as 20th, 21st century, you know, Americans, for the most part, believe that life in the Middle Ages was this, you know, Constant state of violence. Yeah, I don't want to go into the whole noble, the noble savage thing. I really don't want to. Um, but 
but no, I just think that that's the view that we have of it. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's the view that we have. The Middle Ages being brutal and was and yeah. It was just, it was like a constant yeah, state of violence. Everybody walked around. Well, it that's was. not the it, noble savage. Thing, no, where, but that's not what most people you, think. Depending either. on where you were, it was. It was. It was. It was if very you possible. lived in in countries where you got snow on the ground. Every year in your town, people died of exposure during winter. Right. Who survived when winter's over? Why do you think they celebrated so much when spring came? Of course. Of course. Uh, can, can you spread it? I, um, was, I was anticipating your response, but, but, but it doesn't necessarily invalidate what you were saying. So go ahead with your... And with, by the same token, we have this view that the Wild West, there were gunfights every day at high noon on every street corner. Did you... Se- Hold on a second. It's something that just blew my mind. I didn't even realize. Did you see the video of the of the, of the fast draw guy? Yeah. That was on the forum. There were never any quick draws during the old west. No. Did you no. hear him talk about that? It yeah. never it never actually happened. Most of those guys were shot in the back. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm for Klempt. And did you know? I know. That? It just it totally ruins. <laughs> did, you know know that no. did you know that right. Bill Hickok was a cross? No. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. He, his his guns were, were were butt out, and he would he would he would draw this way. No kidding. The, the and he's shoot a, the shootout well, at the OK won. Corral. You know the the legendary oh, yeah. shootout right. at the OK Corral was an ambush. Yeah, it was totally. It was not a. It was right. You know, Are you talking history revisionist? Really? That happens. <laughs> Shock. Shock. But, I tell you. How but pedantic. The th- <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> um, but my point is that we have kind of a skewed view of these things. Sure. And it's heroic to go chase down the goblin horde and fight them to death. That's heroic in our viewpoint. It's not heroic to go spend all day pulling wood out of the forest and chopping it so you have a fire that night. Right. Which is... You know, or spending all day cutting vegetables and making stew so you have something to eat that night. Sure. Because, guess what? Making stew over an open fire doesn't take five minutes in a. <laughs> right. You know, it takes hours. And, and who was it in, in, earlier on? Was saying, uh, "I play these games to escape. I want to be a hero. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. Right. Right. There's Think the whole romance love. argument. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I was thinking about this on the way up here. You know, why is vampire so appealing? Because you get to engage your dark side. You get to be bad guys. You get to be bad guys because. I have conceived of a vampire character I truly want to play. Yeah, what's that? It's Malkavian. All right. You guys can hear yeah. it. First time GM <laughs> horror story plus a success story from Drail88. What? Go ahead. What? I'm always suspicious of people who want to play Malkavian. Yeah. I'm I, sure you've got an interesting I will explain. <laughs> I want to preface this preface. Preface. In mid-belch. All right. I want to preface this tale with a simple question. Should I be proud of what I've done? I was jamming a... Uh, I was no. jamming for four I mean, unruly... Yes. <laughs> Probably. People. I don't know. What I was jamming for four unruly people, one boyfriend and a girlfriend, the boyfriend being a loud and obnoxious and wouldn't stop trying to, quote, give advice to the other characters, Ugh. the girlfriend being... Sc- oh, yeah. You dated that guy. Uh, the girlfriend. No, 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 no. He's saying, "Wow, he wasn't completely uninvolved <laughs> in the game at all." The girlfriend being skilled and willing to RP, but uh, often fought with other players. Uh, the uh, the other guy who was obnoxious and often immature, and the other girl, and the and one other girl who was very willing to role play, but was very unspoken. I guess, mean quiet or shy. 
It was midnight. It was dark. And they wanted to play a game. I printed out a map of an old school. Brought some Uno cards and turned out the lights. The game began with the first person to make a legal play, waking up surrounded in darkness. Slowly, everyone else caught on to what caught on that they had to play cards to complete actions. Soon, the party was awake and playing themselves. When the girlfriend asked me who they were, I said, it's you. You wake up there. Slowly, again, they each began to realize they had no powers, no gear. It was just them in a dark room. It was Immature's turn, and he played a draw... Four in, on quiet? He played the draw four on quiet. All right, because it's course. Uno. All right, 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 okay, all right. Draw four on quiet. Well, which happened to... Uh, what happened next was quiet stood from her desk, tripped, and nearly split her head, falling. I looked at everyone and say, she's bleeding out, what do you do? It was dark, and everyone started to panic. And Immature said, I wrapped my overshirt around her head. I respond, okay, do that. Now quiet had a shirt wrapped around her head, and she was stabilizing. Everyone's having fun. Started to think about. Did he actually take his shirt off and wrap it around her head. I about just, like strip RPG. Well, I get the impression that the answer is yes. Okay. About yes. what to do rather than trying to jump in on each other's moments. As the night went on, I continued to be vague about uh, where they were. Slowly, they uncovered that they were in a schoolhouse and that some sort of experiments were going on, and they were not alone. Uh, it was inside the arts and crafts room, and I was getting, which is where all creepy things happen. Um, yeah, huh? No, no, budget cuts, we don't have those anymore <laughs> <laughs> Nice, yeah, well played Yeah, uh, I was inside the arts and crafts room And it was getting quieter and quieter Everyone was learning to hear me speak As they searched the room Suddenly, the haunting sounds of little children laughing <laughs> Came from my phone Immature screamed, quiet screamed The girlfriend actually backed away in terror Everyone had either been on their phones Or talking with each other uh, With what to do That playing a sound caught them off guard. There were things from there. Things got creepier. I had blood trails on the floor, shadows disappearing around a corner, and a never-ending stairway that was quiet. Uh, that quiet was sure would lead to safety. And all of this, they did to each other. Anytime they had to draw a card, they got skipped. Bad things happened. It took. Uh, did I read that right? Anytime yes. they Anytime had to draw a card, draw a card or got skipped, bad things happened. Or got skipped. Okay. Uh, it took one of them nearly dying for them to realize that if they wanted to keep everyone alive, they would have to draw cards themselves on purpose. By the end of the night, everyone was a mess. I had taken Immature into an alternate realm where everyone around him was disappearing. Quiet was seeing the face of a child in a book begging to be helped. Girlfriend was seeing a dark vision of herself. And boyfriend was running with Jason Voorhees. And in real life, Quiet was crying. Immature was twitchy and freaked out due to anxiety. Girlfriend was creeped out because of the thought of fighting her own mind was bad. And boyfriend was, well, he was just quiet now. The game ended, the sun rising, everyone making a final play, and nobody dying. And that was the first time I ever ran a horror-themed game. I broke three out of my four players. So, should I be proud? Or was this really just a horror story? <laughs> also... What are your thoughts of having players' actions directly affect other uh, another player? I myself never rolled the dice uh, to have something bad happen to them. They made stuff happen to each other. Many thanks, Isaac from Texas, Drill88 on the forums. P.S. No one was mad or felt like I overstepped boundaries, mostly because I laid out the thoughts that of what 
could be there, and they came up with what evil there was that they were facing. PPS, I have a link to the rules I use in the game uh, using to check out the UNO cards. Feel free to review it and scrutinize it at leisure. leisure. I myself think that is awesome. I like the UNO cards game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to check that out. Personally, I think this was brilliant. Yeah, I think super it was, cool. Was, I, I, as I have said before, if you do something to elicit a an emotional response from a character, you might get a response. But if you if you wake an emotional response on a player, you will get a response mm-hmm. every time. We we talk about this as being <clears throat> storytelling. Watch it though. We talk about this as being <laughs> as being storytelling uh, and, and, and collaborative storytelling. And what you just did there was a ghost story around the campfire for Cub Scouts on steroids. Right. What you've done is you've involved everybody. Everybody's invested. They're completely invested. And you've just you've told a wonderful ghost story, a wonderful horror story around the campfire. And everybody was scared. I mean, we 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 all have those experiences where somebody tells a great story. And it's usually a horror story. And you're young enough to really buy into it. Mm-hmm. And what you did there was make, you know, young adults buy into it. I laud that. Oh, yeah. I, I love applaud. a good story. I love a great story being told. I love being on the edge of my seat. And I love being taken along. If you can tell me a great story, I'm with you. I will be, I will be there all night long if, as long as you keep it up. And right. if, I, if, I, if, I, if the cards help me <clears throat> with that, so be it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get yeah. me invested. I'm there. Yeah. I'd, pl- I'd, I'd love to play it. I think that'd be great fun. Yeah. Yep. It's about, it's about being told a great story and being taken on that journey. Um, you, you, you've been at Cub Scouts. You've been in. I'm sure you've been around the campfire, and I'm sure you have stories that, to be told about how great some of those stories are. Some of those stories are tropes. Some of those stories are. But there's some. There's some traditional yes. Cub Scout campfire. Where I was going with that stories, is that yeah. even though you might know what the where the ending is, it's the person telling that story that makes it better or one good or one bad. Sure. There. Was, I remember. I was at a. Uh, Weeblos camp, and there was a a guy who worked there who told the story. It was some guy with a hooked arm or something, and the guy was a great storyteller. That's my point. And told, just told, yeah, fabulous, yeah. and was just like just on the edge of yeah. our seat. Yeah, and by the time he was done with the story, two kids went to the office to have their parents come and pick yeah. them up because yeah. they didn't want to spend the night. Yep. <laughs> Nice. And that—that's that—that's yeah. what I was fishing yeah. for. That's the—that's the effect you want when you tell a story. That—that's right. that good. And a really good storyteller can take you on that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good storyteller can ruin a kid's camping trip. But <laughs> 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 when you put it that uh, way, question it's from the chat room. really good. Uh, question from the chat room. Uh, Drail eighty eight asks, "How viable do you think the Uno cards rule would be outside of a horror setting?" I don't know. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. I've oh, never played Uno. I've got a copy of it, mm-hmm. but I've never played the game. I have no idea. What well, it it's it's color based, and, and yeah, and you can play a color or I think a number. I haven't played Uno in years, um, but there are also cards that say like like skip. You're going if we're going this way. You can say reverse, and then we go back that way, okay. or skip, and it would skip you and go to Kimmy. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, I think. As a randomizer, it sounds really it, cool. I think it because, makes an because interesting things can, randomizer. Things can go yeah. back and forth, right? Right. So yeah. instead of it just being your turn, all of a sudden somebody's got a skip card or, yeah. or, or it goes know, back. If, if one was feeling malicious, like just play something and something goes bad, I can go skip, 
or I can go reverse and it goes right back to him. Right. He's, he's like, a, uh, oh, crap, I got to, you know. Okay. That could be really cool. That could be really cool. So as a randomizer, it's a, it's a random randomizer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, it works. Uh, it, it kind of it, ranks it up really, there in my it mind. It really works for horror, though. I can't imagine, like, in a strategic basis, like, all right, so I'm going to take the Sentinel. You come in and around, it's all of a sudden you're, you get skipped. What? No, we yeah, had like a plan. Use, like, tarot cards instead. That'd be much more scary in tarot. Yeah, and there's horror, some people, like, though, that yeah. would not. Um, no. It, it yeah. kind of has some philosophical similarities from a, a, a game mechanic standpoint as the Jenga Tower in Dread, where um, if you want to do a thing, you have to block. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, and if the tower cra- falls, you die. It mm. uh, doesn't mean you're out of the so game, but you are dead. You're dead. Okay. It doesn't, but you can still do things to impact the game. Um, and you can particularly do things to impact the game if you um, if you basically kill yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I, was, I was playing in a Dread game, and reached a point where my character was not a good person. In mm-hmm. Dread, characters are not good people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I can do a thing, take a heroic out, and like get redemption for my character mm-hmm. in one shot, and still be able to impact the game. And I went, bap, and yeah. just knocked it over. Nice. And uh, it was... Yeah, but it was, it, was, it was good role play, it was good fun, and there's the Jenga Tower just builds tension. Because yeah. it's oh, like... Yeah. <laughs> I would be so annoyed at you for knocking it over. <laughs> Not because it had anything to do with the game, but oh my god, you could. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's, it's the the dad at the at the, the little league game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> you should have played it this way. This way. God damn it, Jeff. We've all seen them. I'm gonna go back well, to the unicorn. It's like for a collaborative s- thing. We're all working on the Jenga tower together, and, and you, you knock, knock it, over. it over. It's like the kids <laughs> building sandcastle together. That the Freaking one kid knocks over. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the unicorns for a second. I'm going to. I'm thinking the only well, the only one I can think of is um, like a tune, like a tune game. Right. We're going to practice this when we get home. You guys Sorry. never played tune with um, with Gary Mack. No. I've like heard a, it's it, legendary. If he if he ever plays another tune game, if you see it at the con, go play it. But but uh, I could see this uh, Uno card thing working well for a tune game because things yeah. back and forth and I, things I, change and but the consequences yeah. aren't particularly. Lethal. Like if you're trying to if you're trying to play a superhero game and you're using this Uno technique, things go back or reverse, and suddenly initiative. You know, because initiative is important, right? If you're, right. If you're yeah. a speed character, um, I, I think a more traditional strategic game would not work as well right. using that mechanic. I to to agree with what you said a minute ago. Yeah. Um, but I think that like a horror game or a game, a more dynamic well, game where order of things doesn't really matter quite so much. It's I like, think it could have possibilities. Yep, I like it though. I'm gonna. I'm thinking about it. Hmm. Next time we go camping, we're gonna do that. Right. We're gonna be like right on the dot. We two are hours, amazing. Right. Ten o'clock. Look at that. Started bam. at eight. Ended at ten. We're on it. We are so professional. We're Thank you for joining us for Season 18, Episode 15 of Happy Checks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is G.R. Ognard. Store. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week, Friday night, 8 p.m. Pacific time for our next show. Sunday We've got Sunday. Mode of Sin. Yes. Right, Mode of Vampire. Sin. Vampire. And Ian. Monday, Vast Dominions on Monday. And, and then Vastly that on Friday. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. And we'll leave you with a song. Yes.